0: Six
1: nine. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I have just realized that the opening of this program is wildly inaccurate. I'm starting to believe what really should be said is, this is the best studio equipment we could get for the money. Once again, I only have one computer, Phantom, so I don't have the radio station. I have the internet, no radio station. So I'm going to have to lean on you for the next four hours to make sure that I am filled in on everything that's going on on the said radio station. Radio's a
2: dying medium. You don't need to do it that anything right? to do with it anyway. Well, I mean, that's dude, right. honestly, the internet, 2017, it's hot, it's new, it's fresh. I'm not sure. Just old crusty.
1: I'm not sure. Just stream iHeartRadio. <laughs> that stock <laughs> iHeartMedia answer. I'm not sure that answers fixes. Download the app. Just you. Just download the app. Just, just stream the app. Screw the radio stations. Download the app. I'm not sure the app. Fixes my problem. All
2: right. Well, I'll uh, I'll, so, try, I'll see what I can do for you. All you're day, gonna right?
1: ha- do, yeah. You're gonna have to be on your toes today because okay. I'm gonna all have right. to lean on you a little bit more than I would normally. Like. How are you, buddy? Uh, I-
2: good. Inevitably, something's gonna go wrong though. Oh, yeah. Just so everybody knows, oh, yeah. dude. Why isn't anything yeah. plain right now? Oh, it's because no. Phantom and extra like, responsibility. Legitimately,
1: I'm in a terrible mood now because of this, and like, I, I, and I'm really trying hard not to like torpedo anything because honestly, at the end of the day, it's not the audience's fault. No, it's not. And, you know, what I mean, it's not your fault. Nobody's no. fault. It's not even your and fault, really. No, it, no, 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 no. Would you like to know whose fault it is? Uh, I have that list. We're not going to do that. So, yeah, I'm, I am going to have to lean on you a little bit today. How was okay. your weekend, buddy?
2: Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, what do I want to say? Started nice because we had that Friday off. A three-day mm. weekend is always... Yeah, I like that one. It had that feeling of like... Let's do that again Friday. It <laughs> just had that feeling of like, dude, it's just never going to end. Like, oh, my God. It's, it's, it's only Saturday afternoon. So that was nice. Um, Sunday, yesterday, it was kind of the eventful day. Uh, yesterday, or well, Saturday, my girlfriend asked me. She's like, hey, uh, me and my mom, we're going to go have breakfast on Sunday, and then we're going to go get some stuff for the house. Do you want to come? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I, 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 have a, I have a taste in things, and sometimes I want to be there when decisions are made. I know a lot of dudes are just like, yeah, whatever, get whatever you want, but I want my opinion. I want to be a part of the process, so I'm like, nah, no, I'll come with you. So we end up going out to, uh, out to Wilmot. We end up going to Bebop's, and I told you about that place for the burgers and how good they were. Yeah, yeah dude, the breakfast Oh my God, was it delicious? I've heard this. Oh, dude. So Bebops, I feel like that is a class trip that you and I are going to have to take. I don't know if you're in the shut it down mode right now, but if you are, you can't go. Like there are no dieters allowed in that place. I had the scrambled egg thing. It was enormous and it was awesome. Um, but I do that sounds good. I do want to shout out this, like this area for these thrift shops because like at first it was like, well, dude, it's going to suck and my girlfriend's going to drag me from place to place. But dude, these places, there was like five in this one little area and it was awesome like and I know it sucks it's like oh you're spending your Sunday shopping but honestly they had all this interesting stuff there was all these historic relics I bought a Sega Genesis um what yeah like one of those you know Nintendo has the new like the old school Nintendo yeah. this is like the old school Sega where it's got a hundred games pre-built into it yeah yeah, yeah. I have one of those games pre-loaded. It's awesome. so I was like all right well dude you know 15 bucks that's a uh that's a that's that a, was a, a good deal that's a bargain right there and uh yeah so it was a uh, it was a nice little Sunday with the uh with the with, uh, with, with the girlfriend and her mom and and, and the thrift shops and the antiques and all that, so it was uh, a that, that was, that was big part of the weekend. What about you? Uh, honestly, did all I did was work.
1: I, you know, I picked up a couple of ships at the Agora, did that, although, you know what, Thursday night I did go to that country show. Uh, I, did, I, hey, did, yeah. I, I did go to Justin Moore and Lee Bryce over at the Civic Center. I took my buddy Larry, and I described Larry that morning on the program, right. and I described Larry accurately as being 6'4", 240 pounds, and black. Right,
2: hard to miss it uh, at a Lee Bryce Justin Moore show, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely wasn't like mixing in with the crowd. Uh, only guy that fit that description in the building, I would assume, right? Yeah, that I saw.
1: Okay, and so sure enough, I'm in the bathroom, right? And I'm in one of the the stalls, and he's just at the urinal, and I hear some guy say to him. Oh, my God, dude, you have to be Larry, which made, me, <laughs> which made me laugh so hard. I came out of the bathroom. He was like, dude, he's like, that's awesome. Some guy just recognized me. Made his whole night.
2: Made his whole night. Uh, anytime somebody else can cash in on the Stansbury notoriety, they it like, usually it, is nice. It usually is. I don't seem to be able to do it anymore. I, but other people seem to be doing just
1: fine with it. So we went to that. And here's what I'll tell you. I know more of Lee Bryce's catalog, and I am more of a Lee Bryce fan, but I walked out of that venue a new fan of Justin Moore. He was the better of the two, without a doubt, wasn't even close. Lee Bryce was like hammer
2: drunk, like could barely do it hammer drunk. Now... Hammered. That's part for the course when it comes to performing artists. Yes. I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand that, but having worked enough concerts and being backstage oh. with enough artists, I've seen enough bands fall on stage, drunk, yeah. drunk, yeah. drunk, up All there. The time. Um. So if you were noticing that from stage, because at the end of the day, you've been playing the same songs for the past twenty years, you can get drunk and as do a it. functioning alcoholic. You know how to do that. You know what I mean? You get up there and you play your song, and you're fine. But if you, as a as, as somebody in the audience, could pick out like, damn, this yeah. dude's hammer. I mean, he was stumbling. I mean, he was a drunken mess. Lee Bryce was.
1: Now, Justin Moore sounded great, but I was like sitting there, and it was obvious why he opened up. He just doesn't have it. Like he just doesn't. He doesn't have it. Like he, the stage, sw- dude. If the stage at the Civic, Civic Center, Center swallows you whole, like really? he just, yeah, he didn't have it. I remember, really? like I went and saw Saving Abel once, and they opened up for Papa Roach, and it was at CSU. And Saving Abel got swallowed whole by that stage. And I was like, okay, yeah, this band just doesn't have, they just don't have it. And Justin Moore was a similar thing. Like, he's got no stage presence whatsoever. None. None. He's got no stage show. None. But he vocally sounded great.
2: And he was actually singing. Now, do you think that that can be, because let's be real, production value can be added too. We're talking 10 years on the road. You know what I mean? Like I, I thought about that, but then
1: he comes out. He's like, "Guys, I've been with this band. This band has been with me on this
2: road ten years now." And I was like, "Well, when are you going to learn how to do it? Is Is Nashville not giving him the nod? Are they not giving him the money? You know what I mean? I like, don't know. Because he's had
1: number one songs. He's had, dude. So, all right, listen to this. And I want to be careful because I'm pretty sure the guy listens to us. Okay. So, Justin Moore goes into, like, one of his big hits, if, if Heaven Wasn't So Far Away. Okay. And it's all about his dead grandpa, right?
2: There it is. There it is. One time now. Kick it on up,
1: grandpa, even, in, even from the grave. And he gets, like, midway through this song. Okay. And, like, dudes stand up and start walking out of the venue crying. Like grown men, tears coming down their face. And I'm not making fun of you. Really? We all got songs or we all got a movie or we all got something that reminds us of somebody dead and it kinda of pulls on us. The dust but when I saw that I was like, Jesus.
0: Yeah. Heaven was so far away, he'd pack up the kids, take the
1: car, he'd go for the day he would just, just would. See Grandpa. Yeah, he would go well, he'd go for the day he would. Ago.
2: So as a whole I mean two thumbs up Of a concert This was a big Ish deal for Canton I felt like This was something That's I wanted a big to, get I wanted, I wanted this yeah. show To succeed I, uh, Good get uh, Sold Not, out No S- Half sold out Yeah
1: over half but I mean, there were big pockets of spaces. But I gotta be honest with you, that's not Kent's fault. You know what part of the problem was? I looked for tickets, and in the section I wanted to sit, they were 110 apiece. Jeez. Right now, we didn't pay that. We ended up getting tickets. Jeez. We got. We ended up buying tickets like somewhere else in the venue. But the tickets I wanted to get from my buddy were 110 apiece. Ah. For Lee Bryce and Justin Moore, I was like, guys, you don't know who you are. You just don't know who you are.
2: I don't know. You're not big enough for that. I don't know if any tickets in the Civic Center should be 110. I mean, I don't know what was Tim McGraw. I mean, like if you're if you're front row for something, or if you're courtside, or something like that, then that's one thing. But 110 bucks for, for like, section six? I mean, it like wasn't tickets? even yeah, it wasn't
1: even like floor
2: seats. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like I said, I, there's there's if there's, somebody told me
1: you paid 110 to see Tim McGraw at the course, Hall of Fame, of course. Okay, of there course. you go. I get it. I yeah. can kind of get that.
2: Aerosmith, yeah, I get that. But dude, Lee Bryce and Justin Moore, little 110 little bucks for normal seats. Little nuts. So
1: then I completely embarrassed myself after the show. And I wasn't going to tell this story, but I just remembered it happened just now. Nice.
2: Nice. I love a Stansbury. I wasn't going to do it, but Kick the dust there it but is. I,
1: but I completely embarrassed myself. Okay. All right. And all right. So after the show, we went to the bar. And I'm not going to tell you the bar. <laughs> okay. All right. But after the show, we go to the bar. And I'm sitting there with my buddy and we're just, you know, we're, I don't have to work on Friday. So we're drinking. Right. Things are happening. And, you know, we're sitting there, and I kind of said to him, I was like, dude, I for the, like the last two weeks, I've kind of had a thing for this bartender in here. Okay. And he kind of takes a look and looks and goes, yeah, dude, that guy's pretty. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> the chick's standing next to him. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like, that does, that looks right up your alley. He's like, you know, he's like, that looks totally like you. And so I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, I, I think I might be
2: into this. I think I might have a thing for this. There's something very validating when one of your drinking buddies approves of your pick at the bar, like there really is especially somebody who you 've like gone out with before, and is like, all right, that's a stands very fastball, good for you, go get it so i'm right. sure you felt like all right i'm ready to go out. now i'm ready right, to go. Confidence so I was for like you. Good geared up
1: I was like geared up to go, so like I start into <laughs> the whole process right, and I like start making her laugh and we're having a good time and blah blah blah, okay. and this is like the third time I've been in there the last so I've like built up like a little bit all of right, a conversational okay. styling with her, right. And so then I just get to the end of it. And I, you know, and I basically just come right out and say that I want to take her. I want to ask her out. Do the whole thing. Right. Okay. And so I do it right over the bar in front of the whole uh, crowd, the whole bar, everywhere. Uh, and she just says to me, she goes, you know, your timing is really bad. Geez. She goes, I just started.
2: seeing." Jeez. So now I feel like sheepish. At the bar, of course, and feel of like a, feel like an idiot, right? Yeah, I mean, penis an inch long at that point, right? I mean, that's dude, that's better than most days. Sucks right back up into you <laughs> at that point. Little turtle situation there. <laughs> so like,
1: so we try to find an Uber. Obviously, it's right after this show. Jeez, it was right after this show. A lot of people use an Uber. We can't right. find it. So we, had, long story short, we end up having to walk home. Right to my place. Right, not gonna let my buddy drive. So he spent the night at my place, and we start walking home. And this is why, dude, this is why real friends are important. He just puts his arm around me walking home. He's like, Stansbury, I love you, buddy. He's like, I've known you forever. He's like, let me just tell you, that chick's not seeing anybody. Right.
2: What <laughs> right.
1: with you? And it never like crossed my mind at all. I was just like, you know, I was like made to feel better. I'm like, all right, well, they, they, there's a new boyfriend situation. He told me, he's like, dude, that chick was p- t- terrified. as you. those words were coming out of your mouth. She wants nothing to do with you. Yeah,
2: the easiest letdown ever. Sorry, I just started dating somebody yeah. where you could be like, well, I'm not dating anybody seriously or anything like that like no, I yeah she No uh, like literally just met a guy like 10 minutes ago that's him <laughs> right there just anybody but you Stansberry.
1: anybody but you All right So the Grammys were last night Yeah they were and uh you know you all have Twitter so I have all of your opinions about it and uh I watched a little bit of this didn't say it for the whole thing and uh I obviously have some opinions on the Grammys I'll pass those out to you next on Rock 10669. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock. Pitchers and catchers officially reported there. So uh, that whole thing's underway. There's a lot of things going on in the NBA. A lot of stuff going on with Trevor Bauer. As a matter of fact, i got to try to figure out where to put – you know what? Maybe we'll do that next. i got this theory on LeBron James's legacy. Okay. And nobody in the media is talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. And I think LeBron James is setting himself up for a huge, huge failure. He's setting himself up for a huge fall. Nobody's talking about it. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. However, now, the Grammys were last night. Okay. Now, I got a lot of opinions on this. Because some of the things I was reading on Twitter last night were just, honestly, just strange and weird. Like, for two days, I heard, and we'll get into the Metallica, Lady Gaga thing here in a minute, but for two days, I read online about how this was going to be the thing. Metallica, you're dead to me. Bro, seriously? Them performing at the Grammy at Grammys with Lady Gaga is what made them dead to you? It wasn't St. Anger, Death Magnetic, or Hardwired to Self-Destruct, Released, and, you know one after another, those three swings and a miss weren't enough. It's
2: been a tough 10 years for Metallica. There was that project with uh, Lou Reed, too, right? Or not Lou Reed, Reed. or Lulu, yeah. And I had
1: completely forgotten about that. Somebody pointed it out to me yesterday. This is what I said about Metallica yesterday, and I believe I'm right about it. That band has not made a listenable record in 15 years. And yet, they are still the most relevant guitar-driven band in the world. That's impressive. That's impressive. They haven't made a good record in forever.
2: It's impressive for the band, and I think a little bit indicative of a genre in, in trouble. In there.
1: peril. In peril. Now, why that's okay is that usually when that happens? This is when Nirvana comes out. This is when somebody comes out.
2: I'd like to agree with you, but I feel like it's been this way for. I mean, we're talking fifteen long. years. It's now, been Twenty long. years now. I mean, Metallica has sucked since before two thousand, right? I mean, uh, oh, God, well yeah. before. Dude, I the mean, last
1: listenable thing they made was early nineties, ninety
2: three. So, <laughs> and I'm I am mean, calling no.
1: And at that point, you got to realize what I am doing. I am calling Load and Reload listenable, which most Metallica fans will tell you that I am wrong on. I am going to give them some credit on those two. The first one, Load was all right. Reload is where it really goes off the rails. But, like, I'm throwing those records in. You really want to get real about it? The Black Album was 1991. Like, and they haven't been real good since then. Now, I know, again, a Metallica purist is going to be like, anything after Master of Puppets is trash. Yeah, it's because oh. you're
2: a hipster douche. But, 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 but is can't you make that argument against any Metallica fan of any era, really? Because everyone has that point in the line with Metallica where they say, nope, everything after this sucks. No, everything after this was terrible.
1: I mean, if you listen, I mean, they're just, no, because I, I, I get what you're saying, but I think those three, the last three albums they put out are a far departure from who they are. And, I mean, even, dude, Hardwired, I mean, I've been saying this now since that album came out. We can stop lying about the fact that you like that record. Nobody's playing that record
2: anywhere um the thing i'll say about that record and i've listened to it somewhat recently is like it was good enough for me of what i expected out of them now that's not a ringing endorsement i know but that's at least but i mean it's i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that was that was
1: that was a nice way of saying this wasn't as crappy as i expected it to be i'll say half a third yeah that's not good enough when you're the best band in the world when you're constantly heralded as the best band in the world, like, half a turn isn't going to be good Would you
2: enough. just rather them hung it up in 91? Yes. Just give me the... Just tour
1: the package. Tour the package. Give me the hits. You're Metallica, dude. You're the road dogs. Just get on the road and play me the hits. No new stuff. What are you doing? And so, like, if, if the Lady Gaga thing... If the most relevant artist of today (laughs) performing with your favorite band is the thing that makes you toss your favorite band overboard, then there's no helping you, okay? Now, let's move into Beyonce. Can we stop, and I tweeted this, so if you follow me on Twitter, I'm sorry for being repetitive. Can we stop swinging from her nuts because she went on TV pregnant with twins? I love her. She's amazing. But that performance last night was atrocious bad. It was atrocious She stood up there and nobody had any idea what she did, but hashtag brave, hashtag brave. Because that's what Twitter does now. You're not allowed to knock anybody anymore. She looked like a minivan in a brown dress. She wasn't attractive. She wasn't hot. And the song was terrible. Nobody, you do most, dude, I was following most of the radio people I follow on Twitter last night. I had no idea what that song was. So dude, if they don't know what it is, does the Grammy audience know what that is? I doubt it. She wasn't that good. Okay, so let's stop swinging from Beyonce's nuts because she's pregnant with twins on television. Let's get over that. Okay, the Katy Perry thing—it was all right, it was okay. I mean, I, I didn't see why everybody was like, in, you know, like she saved the day. Now Bruno Mars—I get Bruno; he's a talented kid, right? But I don't know if I'm going to follow over him for doing Prince to a (laughs) T you know what I mean like I don't know if that makes Bruno Mars the best entertainer ever or did that just prove that Prince was a pretty damn good entertainer now I like Bruno I hate some of his stuff Uptown Funk I think is one of the worst songs ever written but I think but I like some of Bruno's stuff I like him he's a decent guy and then there was the whole album of the year controversy where Adele's 25 one album of the year and should have her album was way better than Lemonade you know how I know Because people own 25. I hear people talk about Lemonade. I don't know anybody who owns it. I know a lot of people that own 25. And Adele is just pure singing talents. Of course that was going to happen. Of course that was going to happen. Now we'll get into some of the rock stuff. Because I know that's what you guys really care about. (sighs) If you thought the Grammys were going to highlight metal music properly. Then you're honestly you're always going to be let down. Because you're just dumb. Now the, big, the, the, uh, now, the big problem was is that Megadeth won for Dystopia. Best metal album, I think it was, or best metal artist, or whatever the hell it was. It wasn't even on TV when they did it, I don't think. And they're going to the stage, and they played Master of Puppets. Dude, imagine being Dave Mustaine.
2: Yeah, which well, that sucks.
1: Because let's be honest. Dave Mustaine wrote the two really good Metallica records. Right. I mean he wrote Kill em All outside of the songs that they stole from Diamond Head, by the way, Metallica fans. You know, outside of the outside of the three covers that were on that record, while well, you're worried around telling everybody how great Metallica is. First album filled with covers. So then after that, ride the lightning, you can tell Dave Mustaine that stuff was still laying around written and then they recorded it after throwing them out. So if you're Dave Mustaine from Megadeth and your albums have been continuously pretty good all throughout this era, while Metallica albums just suck, and yet everybody loves them and hates you, to finally get recognized for something you do and then to have Master of Puppets played, that was bad.
2: I don't understand how the Grammys made that mistake. I mean, that's pretty uh, egregious. That's pretty like, wh- what do you mean you played Master of Puppets? It's not even It's not even like from their new album. What? I, it really does. Mind-boggling to me that you made that mistake. I mean, if you were going to make the mistake, I would have expected Enter Sandman, right? Because that's like their song. That's like their hit. It just mind-boggler to me. Like that's that's production 101. Like as you as the Grammys would think that you had your P's minded and not, your P's and Q's minded there.
1: Not one of those musicians knew that. Not one. Like there were people who were like, they're trolling Dave on purpose. No, they're not. The Grammys doesn't care about Dave Mustaine even a little bit. Not enough to troll him. Not at all. I'd be surprised if they knew how to spell his name. And then there was that. did you see this? Oh my God, James Hetfield's microphone doesn't work. The Grammys are purposely hating on metal.
2: Oh my God, do you sound like morons? Uh, Come on now. I mean, come on now. That makes the Grammys look bad too. Right. Right. I mean, like, let's be real about where the black eye lands there. It's not on Metallica.
1: It's on the Grammys. It's on the production crew. It's on the TV crew. It's on. That's who people are blaming today. They're not going to go out of their way to to hurt their own show that way. It's just like, dude, some of this stuff I saw is just. like that is what's going to drive you over the Metallica edge is the Lady Gaga involvement. I guess who's a thing, bigger metal fan than all of you?
2: My point of all this is, is that like, all right. So you, as a metal head a metal purist, you don't listen to the Grammys. You don't care who wins. You don't care about pop music. What are you watching the Grammys for? Right. Well, if if you're so if because you're so Metallica. If you, well if you're such a Metallica purist, dude, there's Metallica videos from 1989 on YouTube right now, dude. You can watch. You know what I mean? Like you can go back in the Metallica time machine. And go watch the the, the, the the concerts that you want to. I don't understand why you would subject yourself to this. You don't care about the Grammys, you don't care who wins, you don't care who's popular. Because they want to be
1: mad. Oh. Because they want to be angry, and now they know the Grammys are going to give them something to bitch about and they're going to be vindicated. Jeez. And now they'll use these networks to bitch and moan, because that's what people do. I would have just watched something else last night. I would have watched something I enjoyed. I mean, what an idea. What an idea. And can we stop calling the Grammys music's biggest night?
2: Can we stop doing that? What's the bigger night? What's the bigger award?
1: Oh, dude, at this point, I think the iHeartRadio Music Awards is a bigger event. Bring I really out. do. I, I, dude, I'm not joking. I think our events are now bigger than the Grammys. I really do. They're more star-studded. You get way better performances. It's a longer event. You're out there now. It's like a three-day thing. It's like a three-day compound thing now. I think the iHeartRadio, music, whatever, pool parties, 80s throwback, whatever the hell it is we do that's once in a lifetime, six times a year, whatever we do, I think, dude, those are bigger now than I think the Grammys are. I think the Grammys have just become that thing now where it's like, well, of course, that person's not going to win. They don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? And so, like, I, I, I think people just nobody goes to the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Nobody watches that to hate on it. You're watching it because you want to watch it. Like, think about that. No metal fan goes and watches the iHeartRadio Music Awards because they want to hate on it. You watch the Grammy solely because you want to hate on it. I think our event's now a bigger deal. I really do. And yes, I want to work here next year. Good call. (laughs) And yes,
2: I would like to work here next year.
1: LeBron James is playing a very dangerous game with his legacy. I'll tell you what that is next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, 7.30. We'll get you hooked up with a pair of tickets for the Can't Charge game. They're taking on, is it the Delaware 87ers? Do I have that right? That is
2: correct. Nate Robinson actually playing for the 87ers right now. February.
1: What? February the 24th. Is when we will do, uh, is when that game is. And 7.30 is when we'll send you.
2: Excited for some Can't Charge basketball, man. Quinn Cook and Eric Moreland both getting that look from the NBA right now. So uh, those guys might be getting the call. But who knows, man? That's the whole thing about the charge. Uh, just minutes away from an NBA contract. Just a second away from an NBA contract. Yeah, so don't fall in love with any of them. Well, they all get out there and hustle every day, though. Right. You know what I mean? There's no, no, it's hard basketball. There's no greater time to prove yourself than when you're on the NBA D-League court. So, exciting action in downtown Canton.
1: So the NBA's got a problem. The NBA's got a huge problem. And that is, there's only two teams in the NBA that matter. That's a problem for a league, I would imagine. That overall, this is why the ratings aren't as good as the NFL is because at the end, what we're all doing is just waiting for Golden State and the Cavaliers
2: to play one another. Okay. That's not a good look for the NBA. I, 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 I want to, I want to, I want to agree with you, but there's a part of me that's like, well, and, and, and when you're looking at it from like a Bucks fan perspective, of course, but if you're looking at it from the greater NBA perspective, you probably get more. It's
1: better for the NBA finals. It's not as
2: good for the regular season. Okay. Okay.
1: Right, I okay. mean, the NBA Finals are going to be probably higher watched when you have superpowers like that, but during the regular season, nobody cares. Fair, And so I think that that is a problem for the NBA. I think this is a bigger problem for LeBron James, and I think the guy's playing a dangerous game with his legacy, and I think he's doing it wrong. And I wanted to, I wanted to do this because I get accused of being a LeBron homer because I like the way the guy does his business off of the court. I like the, I like the moves he makes off the court. If you watch him very closely, smart dude, you can learn some stuff. Right? So I get accused of being a, Le, a LeBron like homer. So I have an issue with some of the things he's doing right now. And he's playing a dangerous game with his legacy. And as a guy who came out and said, I'm chasing the ghost in Chicago, he then admitted that he cares about that. Okay, Now, if he would have never said that, I'm not sure what I'm about to say now is all that big of a deal. But he came out and said it, so he, he has acknowledged he cares about it. This whole season, I'm gonna sit games, and then when we do play, we're gonna take nights off on playing defense, and we're just gonna, we'll score a bunch of points, but we won't play defense, and we'll lose, and it won't matter, and we'll rest while playing. And now there's speculation that these injuries to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love are being faked just so we can sit superstars. This is an NBA league problem, but it definitely seems to be a Cavalier problem as well. And here's my issue with what LeBron James is doing. He's doubling down on the championship. Now, that's our fault. Okay? That's our fault because Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and this whole world we live in now has turned it into you either win a championship or you're a bum. Okay? Now, I hate that. So now we're kind of getting what we deserve because now dudes are starting to what? Only care about the championship. They're not, they don't care about the regular season. Well, here's the problem. If you sit multiple games a year and you rest while you play, and, dude, it's kind of noticeable. You can see it. They don't play defense when they don't feel like it. And defense is all effort. If you're going to rest while you play, then, dude, you better win the championship. If you're going to rest during the season, if you're not going to play stars, if you're not going to hustle, and you're not going to do this all year, and then you lose the championship on top of it, bro, you're never chasing. You're never getting over Jordan, ever. Never will the audience let you do that. He's doubling down on the championship and there's no guarantee he's going to win it. And I think it's a bad look for his legacy.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I'll take your point, but at the end of the day, you know, the Warriors went 73 and nine last year and, and lost it. Does, well, when it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? They didn't they lost it and therefore it doesn't matter. So I yes, you're right that, you know, there's a frustrating point of a sports fan right now to be like Why would well, I buy
1: tickets and go see the
2: NBA? Either either Why you're would a, I do it? either you're a champion or you're a bum. That's a frustrating place to be in, but there is a point when you get to a certain echelon where you are going to only be viewed as like, well, how many championships did that translate into? And I think LeBron is at that part of his career right now where the championship is the only thing that really matters to him. Now that doesn't apply necessarily to every sports franchise and every sports player and every sports team, but I think to him it does. I And, and I agree with that. I'm saying, though, you're playing into the soft, lebitch bitch
1: role by what you're doing, and I'm not of that view, but you're playing into that, that perception of yourself, and if you lose the title, it's all for naught.
2: I think five years ago, LeBron would have been concerned about that. I think at this point in his career, I think he is assured enough with himself, with who he is, with what his legacy is going to be, where he doesn't care if people People are calling him bitch. His goal is to win NBA titles, and that's that. Right,
1: but my thing is, dude, is that he has admitted he's chasing the ghost of Jordan, and if you rest all year and you lose a championship, you'll never get it. You're begging these people to to crucify you. And let's be honest about what happened last year in the NBA Finals. If Draymond Green does not get suspended and Kyrie doesn't hit an amazing three-pointer, I know. But dude, what I'm saying is Golden State has at least, and I was wrong about this. Looks like they got better from last year. Looks like they've gotten more. They've gotten more offensively powerful. I still think physically, you start letting guys play, we're better physically. Okay, but dude, they're a better team than they were last year, and it took extreme circumstances for us to bring that championship home. I am sitting here
2: like, do you feel confident the Cavs win? I didn't feel confident the Cavs would win last year or the year before it. So, like, at the, at the end of the day, do I feel confident that the Cavs have a shot to beat the Golden State Warriors in a seven-game series? Yes, 100%. I am confident in that. Does it happen every time? I don't know. No. If,
1: you, if you're going to sit games, if you're not going to play, and again, this was pointed out on TV, too, and this is true. Dude, guys in the NFL are playing on broken legs. Kyrie Irving's 24, taking nights off. I mean, dude, there's a perception problem, and this is why the NFL's a bigger product. It is. It's because the NFL doesn't let their athletes run wild. The NBA just kind of lets these dudes control the narrative.
2: NBA growth worldwide is a Much bigger picture than the NFL. It's not even close. The television
1: ratings in this country, where the National Basketball Association is primarily played and concentrated on, are half of what the NFL is. But
2: the money is considerably greater in the NBA. I think
1: this is part of the reason why they can't overtake the popularity of the NFL. It's because their athletes are kind of perceived to be sissies. Kyrie Irving's 24, taking nights off, he has to rest. There's something to this. The NBA has got a problem here. And I'm telling you, LeBron James is doubling down on championships. And I get it because that's what Twitter's forced him into. This is us that made him do this. All I'm saying is, is that if you go about it this way and you don't win titles, you will never be the goat. And I do think he cares about that because he's mentioning it. He talks about it. You can't mention the fact that you're chasing that ghost and then be like, well, I don't care. Like, you can't do that. Because you mentioned it. You do care. You do want to beat that. And I don't think you can do that by resting and not winning the title. Now, I'm not saying they can't win the title. And maybe they win it and this is all for naught. But you have to look at this. You have to look at what he's doing and how it will affect him. It's a big gamble is what he's doing. Now, he's, getting, you know, he's betting on himself, which I like. I like betting on myself a lot, too. But if you don't win this title, they
2: will be merciless. What if you go as hard as you can the entire NBA regular season, and then you don't win the title? So no matter what the guy people does— People will respect effort. I disagree. I, I think disagree. people
1: will respect effort. I think the, the, look, a lot of the piling on is coming on now because they're perceived to be
2: like sissies. Look at the 73-9 and nine win Warriors. Nobody's celebrating them. I mean— <laughs>
1: Uh, they're still kind of referred to as the greatest team in, in regular season history. That's a hell of an accomplishment. And you got to realize, dude, they won the title before. And if Draymond Green doesn't get suspended, they probably win it again.
2: If Kyrie Irving didn't get hurt. If Kevin Love didn't Agreed. get hurt, so we're living in a hypothetical world there. Agreed. I
1: mean- all I'm saying is, you can't deny the fact that if you sit all season long and you don't win the title, that people are going to have a problem with it. And and like, dude, look, I know Twitter loves the sitting. I know they do. And I know Twitter loves Charles Oakley, too. And here's what I'm going to remind you of. If we had Twitter in the 90s, they would have thought OJ was innocent, too. Okay? Charles Oakley should have been thrown out that night. I don't know about a lifetime ban, but he should have been thrown out that night. You can't put your hands on dudes. I don't care what happens. You can't do it. You're a grown man. And I know Twitter, free Oak, free Oak, free Oak. Yeah, you, would have thought, you would have thought OJ was innocent in the 90s too, Twitter. So how about I don't care what you say? He's playing a dangerous game. I don't care what he does with his legacy. Doesn't matter to me. He's still going to be the GOAT to me. But if that's what you're doing, if you're chasing Jordan, you can't rest and then lose. People have a serious issue with that. I hate to keep hitting you over with the head with sports, but Trevor Bauer, Cleveland Indians pitcher, kind of wading himself into some trouble, and I don't know why he's in trouble, but we'll figure it out together next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Radio Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 7.30, we'll get you hooked up with a pair of uh, can't-charge tickets. We're playing the Delaware 87ers, February the 24th, Civic Center. Phantom's going to be your in-arena host for that. We'll get you hooked up with a pair... Around 7.30 this morning. 800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. Pitchers and catchers have reported. Baseball season right around the corner. And Indian starting pitcher Trevor Bauer already making headlines. I woke up to this the other day via Twitter. And uh, at Bauer... Is it Bauer Outage? Is his Twitter handle there. And some guy from Canada, like, just, like blasted him over some of his political beliefs. I guess Trevor Bauer leans a little conservative. And so some guy like blasted him over a few of his beliefs and he copied the tweet, posted it and said, this is an example of the tolerance that I get from the left hand side. And there have been these people who are out to prove that there are plenty of people on the left-hand side of things that are not tolerant, that are really quick to violence, and are really quick to, like, abandon their, you know, liberal ideals when they disagree with somebody. Of course those people exist. I don't think that it's the bulk of the party, but they obviously exist.
2: Was there a threat of violence here? I yeah. don't
1: know. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, like, so some, I mean, you know what this is. Go die and y'all go do all this stuff. And, like, you know, it's all the typical Twitter troll stuff. They never say anything intelligent. They just want to rally against something they want to hate on stuff and so then he then posts this tweet and it solidified something that I've been saying since Donald Trump announced he was going to run for president which is there are so many athletes and so many celebrities in this dude's camp who quietly won't say anything due to social media outrage and scrutiny I've been saying this for a year and a half now and I've been right about it as Trevor Bauer tweeted very publicly Two people. Guys, just so you know, half of my teammates support Donald Trump. And I've been on this for a while now.
2: Of course they do. Certainly, of course, they do. As they want to hold on to their money. Is about half the country supports Donald Trump. I don't know why I would look at the Indians' locker room and assume and there was anything differently.
1: People do, though, because you have a you have, you have an in public eye job, and it's considered to be rude if you if if you support him. It's considered to be racist and bigotry and all these things if you support him. And so, of course, these multi million dollar celebrities with something to protect are going to lie. Of course they're going to hide in the shadows. They have to. You force them to do it. You can barely be conservative online. You can barely do it. We all know, dude, the media has kind of always leaned a little bit left, and this uh, this social media era is an extension of that arm. It is. We all know that. You don't think, I mean... I dude, there is a much more left-leaning agenda via social media than the right.
2: I, I, I guess at that point, though, that's the voices of people. It's not necessarily like a concentrated effort. There's no like plan going into that. That's just no. People I think those are the people. Their-
1: I think those are the people that gravitate towards this okay. stuff. Okay, you know what I mean? Again, you gotta understand. I lean left. I'm not yelling at you. Okay, but of course these people support Donald Trump. And so I posted this via Facebook. I posted his tweet and I said, guys, I've been on this for a while now and everybody told me I was stupid. And yet here it is. And you know what people's unanimous decision on Facebook was? Well, then F them. Really? Because you disagree with them? I gotta tell you, Trevor Bauer's kinda right. Where's all this tolerance? Where's all this acceptance? Where are, where's all this being inclusive? I don't see any of it.
2: I hear a lot of it. I, but I don't see it. I guess I guess to that point there is if it's not an, an inclusiveness of all thoughts and all things, it's an inclusiveness of 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 uh, in, in, uh, in, of uh, 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 decent behavior, I guess, of of not.
1: That's my point. You just do. You just you just landed on my point. I don't think supporting Donald Trump is indicative of bad behavior.
2: Agreed. Agreed. One hundred percent. I'm not trying to. See, but I think that's the we're not going to be we're not going to be and i'm not saying that everyone who who is a supporter of trump is a racist but we're not going to you know be inclusive towards racism we're not going to be inclusive towards those ideals towards negative things Inclu- being inclusive isn't like a tolerance of all things and all i mean you know what i'm saying like there there's a a line of what you do and do not tolerate so
1: Yeah, but notice you're not allowed to have that line the other way. Well, You're not allowed to be like, you know what, dude? I'm not crazy about this. Ever.
2: Uh, Okay. I mean, I I just think the greater point there, at least for what I'm trying to say here, is that, you know, you don't have to tolerate all things to be a tolerance person. I'm not going to tolerate a pedophile.
1: No, that's a great point. But I think you do have to tolerate opinion. I think you do. Dude, you don't have to tolerate actions. You have to tolerate opinions. And the left doesn't like doing that. Twitter doesn't like doing that. And so now there's like this whole, well, then screw the Indians locker room because they support Donald Trump. Like, guys, that's, this is exactly why you lost. It's exactly why you lost. And then I had somebody tell me this. Somebody actually had the balls to write this on Facebook. And this is honestly from a guy I used to work with in radio who is legitimately one of the smartest people you'll ever meet. And he said this to me. Well, you know, most baseball players are from the middle of the country voting R is the only way they know. Did you just tell me the sport with the most common last name of Rodriguez is most guys are born in the middle of the country?
2: Be interesting to see of like, well, okay. uh, how does that break up along racial lines in locker rooms? I mean, that's certainly you know. I mean, baseball does have a decent amount of of it's the last great white, white hype right. of
1: of sports. Yeah, that in the UFC. Be interesting to see if
2: that was an accurate you know. But no point taken there of like.
1: But I but I've been but I've been telling you guys this since he announced he was going to run. Stop pretending you know who these celebrities are. You don't, and they're of course going to lie to you. In public to protect their brand Of course
2: Any legitimacy to We don't care what celebrities say about Politics, shut up Trevor Bauer If you're yelling shut up at Lena Dunham Don't you have to yell shut up at Trevor Bauer Yeah,
1: but people don't want to do that People And here's the thing, people were calling Trevor Bauer A dumbass I mean, didn't he graduate from MIT?
2: It'd be interesting to see what he thinks about Global warming in the Trump administration I would like to know that
1: I'm not gearing up for Trevor. All I'm saying is is don't pretend you know who these people oh, are.
2: And as far Cuz you don't. As far as the point of like well, I'm not going to watch the Indians now or FD Indians or whatever the case might be there. They're part of the problem. Well, really what you're going to find yourself on it is a very, very lonely hill because once you start like cutting things off of like, well, dude, well, You mean,
1: don't know where then, any of these roads go right. ultimately at the end of the day. You don't know what the head of Velveeta is doing. You don't know what the head of like Cinemark is doing. You don't right. know what any of these people are doing. Right. Quit pretending like the, the, that you do because you don't. And if you force people into, like, this is kind of online. Oh, you didn't vote for Hillary? You're a bigot. dude once you make it that black and white, you're forcing people out and you're forcing people to lie to you and and sell you this and and sell you this lie that they're this person because they have to in order to make a living now I, I've been dude I've been on this since he made his announcement dude there are so many people secretly in this dude's camp afraid to come out and talk about it. I told you this during the election. I said, your friends and neighbors are going to vote for this guy. They're just not going to tell you because they don't want to hear your mouth run. And sure enough,
2: if they all came out and talked about it, wouldn't they have less to be afraid of? You know what I mean?
1: No, I don't think so, because again, man, social media down, and then all you need is the
2: retweets of bigot, bigot,
1: bigot, and
2: next thing well, you know, you're a bigot. But if half the country feels the same way you do, there's power in those numbers. I don't understand why there's not a coalition yeah, of like... Nobody
1: dives in the pool, though. You stick your toes in first. And I think there are people who are afraid. Dude, there's this thing that you can't be white and conservative all at the same time anymore. You're not allowed to do that. You're automatically a racist. Conversation over racist. The conversation's over right there. White, conservative, racist. There is that mentality now. That, of course, is lunacy, and I understand that the smart liberals don't feel that way. But just like everything else, the smart people get drowned out by the morons. But don't pretend you know who people are, because you don't. People will always lie to you to save what's best for them. So you know what? I respect Trevor Bauer. I do. I respect him. Because it's. there is no... There's nothing to lose standing up saying, you know what? I wish Hillary Clinton was president. There's nothing to lose there. There's plenty to lose being on Donald Trump's
2: side. Why respect Trevor Bauer and not... You know what I mean? Like Because it's-,
1: it's not hard to go to the Grammys and say bad things about Donald Trump. It's hard to stand up when everybody's furious about something, when everybody's anti-something, when everybody's throwing rocks at people who want to go hear conservatives speak. It's hard. It takes nothing to get up in front of a room full of liberals and be ultra-liberal and talk about how liberal you are. That's not brave. Standing up against a nation who is honestly resorting to violence over how much violence they were worried Trump was going to bring and being on that side of things is a harder thing to do. Lena Dunham just plays to her audience. There's no resistance. Trevor Bauer is saying
2: what he's saying due to the resistance. Lena Dunham's got no resistance. They're not people saying, I'm going to rape you on on Lena Dunham. There's not people.
1: They're idiots on both sides. For sure. Nobody should be talking about how they're going to rape Lena Dunham. All I'm saying is, you notice, dude, these people pick and choose where they do this stuff at. It's always at award shows. Nobody in an award show is going to disagree with you. Ever. Because, guess what? That's where the biggest collection of liberals is.
2: Lena Dunham's not putting stuff out on social media.
1: Well, again, and she gets what's coming to her from that, and so does Trevor Bauer. Again, I'm not gearing up for Trevor. All I'm saying is that it's a harder stance these days. There are more people coming to Lena Dunham's defense on Twitter than there are people attacking her. That's actually been proven because somebody hit her over the head with it during a live TV interview, and she had no answer for it. They gave her the facts to her face, and she couldn't handle it. There's no risk in being Lena Dunham. You think HBO is going to cancel girls because she goes out there and and becomes ultra-liberal? No, that's what people are expecting Lena Dunham to do. There's a bigger risk in what Trevor Bauer is doing. I don't agree with him, but there's a bigger risk in what he does. But again, man, you just, dude, you're not allowed to be conservative these days. You're just not. Automatically bigot. You've changed the definition of the word to suit your argument ridiculous. Turns out it doesn't matter what you're watching on TV at all anymore. I'll explain why next. Hang on. On
0: Rock 106.9
1: Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. If you're carrying around some high credit card debt, here's what I want you to do. Let's hit up csefcu.com and take a look at their balance transfer offer. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take all that money you got piled up on uh, different credit cards. We're going to put it in on one C S C Visa card. You're going to pay a, a much lower APR, saving yourself some money and getting your debt paid down So save yourself some money, fix your credit score, and get yourself out of debt. Those are all three good things there. You can find out more info at csefcu.com or by stopping by one of their four locations here locally. CSE, your local banking alternative, 100% local since the beginning, not changing anytime soon. Again, the website csefcu.com. So a story that's been all over the news recently is your TV is spying on you. Very concerning. Okay. And that is concerning. It is. And this, I guess, is all primarily around these smart TVs where like your apps are built into it and there's like a web browser built in to your TV. Now this has been all over like the news and like social media for like two weeks. And I didn't really pay much attention to it because it seemed like in most of the descriptions I read, basically what people were bitching about is it was collecting the data of what you were watching and, and what you were turning off or whatever and then sending that to advertisers. I don't care if my TV does that. Like if my TV's just ratting me out for watching whatever, like the Big Bang Theory, I don't care about that. All right? Now what got scary is that when I opened up the article, read a little further and they show like this tech savvy dude who hacks into like the web browser of the smart TV and turns on the camera and then the camera's filming you. Now they showed it on the screen and then he said, "But watch this, I can actually run this in the background. You can watch TV, there'll be no glare, no nothing and I'm watching everything you're doing in your in your living room." And he pulled it up on a tablet. They removed it from the screen and sure enough, he's like, here, this is me watching you. I've just hacked into this. Now, that does bother me. I don't care if like my cell phone rats me out for things I click on, and advertisers find out that I like Coke over Pepsi. I don't care about
2: that. I, I know I should, but I don't. Uh, you know, I-, I think the thing with that and uh, slippery know, slope, I get right is that you're you're looking at things that like, well, that feels very innocent to me. But like, if I just allow that, then you're just gonna you're gonna take right. you're gonna take and you're gonna take. I get it. And now the bigger picture of all this is is that like I like how people are freaking out because it's in their TV via their like you. know know, via their living room. But like, you didn't think this is already happening? Like, if you really think, like, oh my god, boy, I'm, my eyes are really open to cybersecurity issues right now. If you don't think that's possible with your cell phone, where they could be audio recording everything that you do in I your, I mean, you're insane. People I, tell me that Facebook Messenger does do that. Oh
1: yeah, dude. And I, if you read like the the accept on things when you download apps, they normally tell you th- you have to give us uh, access to your microphone via your phone for a lot of those apps. Uh,
2: well, and a lot of the apps, like you know, like well. Hey, Hey, I have to talk into my phone. Like I have an Amazon thing where I can talk into my phone. It's like, well, of course it needs the microphone. But Sure, you're right, yeah. right, right. And 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 Facebook Messenger, I know you can like I think you can talk voice to text or whatever. To, yeah. Talk to type and you're like, "Okay, well yeah, it makes sense." But that's the thing is is these terms and conditions of like, well, you have to accept this are right. six pages long. Nobody, nobody reads, it. reads it. Nobody nobody cares. Like nobody you 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 can't act outraged when you've already allowed this to happen. So, I was once spied upon without my knowledge.
1: I was once spied upon and recorded without my knowledge. That was then used against me. So I have been paranoid ever since then. So I don't have a smart TV in my house. Because when I first saw that technology, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like that. You're right. I know my phone can do it. Have to have a cell phone. Tablet, computer, anything like that. You got a flip phone. Can't live. Can you? Like, Can I go get a flip phone today? Oh, For for sure you can, yeah. Okay. I may do that. I may want to do that.
2: No, I say that, and then I get it, and well, then I'm like, no. Yeah, but where's where where's Twitter? Well, let's be real. What is are you gonna get a phone without a microphone? You know what I mean? Like, are you gonna get a phone without
1: if it's if you can turn it on, it can be hacked. I, you know what I mean? I don't care what it is, but there's something about I don't know. There's something about being able to like turn my camera on and my TV and like film me. And this is the going to be, and I've been talking about this for a while. This is the next form of extortion. Just so you know. Hey, we have video of you doing something. You either give us access to your bank account or we're releasing it to the world. That's the next form of robbery.
2: Now, not all TVs have a camera. Like, my TV doesn't have a no, camera. No, I don't on have it. that. So, you know, it's not necessarily always going to be an issue. And, like, all smart TVs don't necessarily have that. But if if, if if you're just concerned about this, if you don't think your computer, your tablet, your smartphone, everything you use on a daily basis, I mean. I have a piece of
1: tape over my, my camera on my laptop. For some reason I feel like that makes me safe.
2: I of course know that that's crazy, but I do it at least that camera is non, uh, not effective I mean that, 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 that does help you out in that if in that ever, sense but yeah if
1: you pay attention to your laptop when you're using it, sometimes that light on that camera will just come on out of nowhere for no reason. Why do you think that is? It's because somebody's toying with it. I would imagine that's why.
2: Well, I mean, let's be real. If you're toying with it, it's not going to turn the light on when you start using the camera. You know what I mean? You're probably, you've probably you probably got a, a, enough computer savviness in you to, to be able Unless to access it. You know? you
1: know what I mean? And, and, and that's just it. It's getting easier and easier and easier to hack these things every single day. Dude, this stuff terrifies me. Like, I remember Xbox came out with, like, that whole thing where you, like, it's got the bar, and, like, you can just wave your arms and do it. All- and I was like, I don't want that thing at all. And, like, I-, I-, I don't want more cameras in my house. What's the other thing that's really popular? Oh, like, Alexa? That thing you just talk to and it orders stuff for you? No, thank you. I want nothing to do with that. I'm starting to, like, feel, like, old and crotchety. Because I am, I'm, like, afraid of stuff now. It's not like, ah, I just don't want to learn it. It's, like, legitimately, I'm afraid of it.
2: I, I- I totally I, I, I see why people are, are fearful of these things. I see why people are are concerned about these things. I just am a little concerned in the sense of like, well, we're pretty far down this rabbit hole, and I don't see us giving up iTunes because oh, it's no. a
1: security issue. No, I'm, I have said since the beginning of of like like the internet and like Facebook essentially is when I did this when we were live on the air, and I said, and this is true, the human, the American human has traded quality of life for cool things. Like, that's what we've done. We're like, oh, just give it to me faster, quicker, faster. I want every song in the palm of my hand, and you don't think about what it is you're giving up. Now, Nicole tells me you can turn the camera off on the smart TVs. They fold down into the TV so they can't be accessed. I don't buy it. If it can be remote turned down once, it can be remote turned on again, right? I mean, that's what they're doing. They're taking control of your television. So I would imagine that that, that can be worked around. I don't have a smart TV, and I feel, I feel pretty comfortable about it. I have, you know, I have an LG TV. It's a flat screen, but I don't have like the apps built into it. I need like a Roku thing to, you know, watch my Netflix and like all that stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I, like I said, I've been recorded when I wasn't aware of it and it was used against me and it's made me inherently paranoid ever since that day, ever since that day. And it's like, I turn my phone. So like, let me ask you, if I turn my phone off. Like can they access things if it's turned off?
2: I don't I don't see in what world I would feel safe like 100% safe of like yes I that's probably better to have your phone turn off but do I think that's foolproof? Probably, no. If somebody Now at the end of the day how much do people really want to access you or how much are you really in you know as an individual uh, but, I, but the, I, I think you and I would actually be pretty big targets. Well, I mean, you know, I'm more than the average Joe, um probably not as much as Donald Trump, you know what I'm saying, it's somewhere in the middle there of like well uh, I, I but you no, know, I wouldn't feel safe just because your phone's No, I wouldn't. So, dude, what do I gotta do? Do I gotta take all my digital stuff and throw it out in the lawn? I I mean, to be 100% safe, I mean, abstinence is the only 100% birth control method, right? Right? I I gotta
1: tell you, I think, and I said this last week and people thought I was crazy, I think all this stuff's gonna eat itself. I really do. I think there was a time in this country where we said, wait a minute. People just write down their deepest, darkest thoughts. They write it in a book and they put it underneath their mattress. Like, that sounds crazy to us now. I think the same thing will happen with this digital revolution of things. I think sooner or later you're going to hear people say, dude, people thought it was a good idea to take pictures of everything they ate and everything that they thought. And in the moment and post it live for the world to read. And people are going to be like, what? Why would you do that? I think this stuff will eventually all eat itself because of the paranoia that will eventually come. And the disconnect that comes. And sooner or later, evolution, all things are cyclical. And the human being will yearn for a deeper connection versus control, alt, delete. At least... That's what I'm going to wishful think so I can get through the rest of the day without thinking everybody's watching every single thing I do. I pride myself on how much alone time I have, and I hate the fact – I hate the thought of people – peeking in on my alone time. I love being left alone. I don't want people hacking into it. We do have a pair of charge tickets for the Delaware 87ers game. That is February 24th at the Civic Center. Let's take caller 15 at 1-800-243-7625. And I have what is about the worst obituary ever. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com at 8 o'clock. Interested to get his take on uh, pitchers and catchers reporting. want to talk to him about Miles Garrett. Uh, it was Some project him to be the number one pick in the draft. And people have an issue with the fact that he said he would kind of like to play for the Dallas Cowboys because he's from Texas. And, I don't know, Browns fans are like, well, if you don't want to be here, then I
2: don't want him here. Nobody wants to be here.
1: Right. Nobody. Right, and I'm not gonna knock a guy for wanting to play for his home franchise. I'm not gonna knock a guy for that. It, it, he didn't say anything inherently bad about Cleveland or the organization. Just stated a preference of where he would like to play. I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 do we just want <laughs> these guys as opinionless? We just—that's what we want. We just want them to be opinionless and just play sports. That's all we want them to do. But is, isn't it? <mumbles> but but then when they don't talk, when they don't say anything into the microphone, diva. Diva, won't even answer questions. Diva. I mean, it's uh, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. If you don't want to be here, I don't want them here. Well, then you're an idiot. Nobody going to
2: have a very good football team. <laughs>
1: right, nobody wants to be there.
2: You know what, Someone I asked Scott about, and it was announced over the weekend, I felt like didn't get very much traction, but next year the Cavaliers will have the Goodyear logo on their jerseys. Oh, and, so uh,
1: much like the Celtics, they've sold space.
2: Yeah. All
1: right, yeah, I do want to talk to him about that. I yeah. hadn't heard that. You know, uh, we talked about LeBron's legacy earlier on the program, and I feel like it's in danger, and we'll talk to Scott about that. But your legacy and your stamp you leave on the world is important. My dad used to say to me all the time, and I'm sure your parents said this to you too, how do you want to be remembered? Live your life the way you want to be remembered. And that's good advice. You should strive to do that. And the reason why I bring this up is I have what is being heralded as the most honest obituary ever. Okay. And it starts by saying... Leslie Charping leaves behind two relieved children as well as six uh, grandchildren and countless other victims, including an ex-wife, relatives, friends, neighbors, doctors, nurses, and even the random strangers. Now, when they said
2: relieved, I was like, oh, well, maybe he was in so much pain. Like, you know, there is a sense of relief that comes when a loved one is no longer in pain. But, oh, this is not the case at all. They
1: go on to say at a young age, Leslie quickly became a model example of bad parenting combined with mental illness and a complete commitment to drinking, drugs, womanizing, and being generally offensive. Somebody write all that down and get it into a radio promo for the program. <laughs> I got like it. The family says Charping was surprisingly intelligent but failed to find professional success due to a lack of ambition and motivation. Sure. it goes on to say leslie 's hobbies included being abusive to his family, expediting trips to heaven for the beloved family pets, and fishing. Oh, he was less skilled with than the previously mentioned leslie 's life. Served no other obvious purpose. He did not contribute to society or serve with his his community. And he possessed no redeeming qualities besides quick-witted sarcasm, which was amusing during his sober days. With Leslie's passing, he will be missed only for what he never did, being a loving husband, father, and good friend. No services will be held. Wow. There will be no prayers for eternal peace and no apologies to the family he tortured. Leslie's remains will be cremated and kept in the barn until Ray, the family's donkey, wood shavings run out. Leslie's passing proves that evil does in fact die and hopefully marks a time of healing and safety for all. Wow. Okay. Okay. Even if this is true, and it kind of sounds like it might be, right? Isn't this a bad
2: look for you?
1: Doesn't this come off as really
2: petty for you? I, I guess the question is, do you care? Because, of course, the answer to that is yes. I, throughout the entire time you were reading, I'm thinking to myself, well, why wouldn't you just not put in an obituary? Obviously, you can do that. Nobody has to put anything in the newspaper. I mean... If a, this
1: is the way this guy lived his life, and this is the obituary that you write for this guy who lived his life this way, I'm questioning the whole family dynamic.
2: Well, certainly. I just... I I, I can certainly make room for the fact that there are, are, are terrible people out there out there, who are fitting of this eulogy, who are fitting of this uh, of this last insult before they go into the ground. Um, but you're right. There is a little bit of like uh, one well, hand washes the other. Maybe. Well, but I mean, you know, if 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 your dad's an abusive prick your entire childhood, and you know that that's obviously going to manifest itself in certain ways later in life. Sure. Uh, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, if 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 these if these kids, you know, who are now adults that were dealing with that their entire life, maybe this was like the final, like, hey, I'm going to give these words off my chest. I'm going to put the old man in the ground, and I'm going to re- be reborn. Out of this process, I
1: think about my eulogy a lot, which is weird. I think about my funeral a lot. Right. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I'm not sure who's going to handle that. My mom will be long gone. Right. My brother, you would think, Probably will be gone, gone almost 10 you. years older than I am. Jesus. His wife will be gone. I have no
2: wife. I, I have no children. This. I don't want to do this. Please don't make me do this. I'll stand up, but I don't want to have to give the real one. I'll Bro, stand up, give a couple of pointers, and like high-five people. I wouldn't do worry. Do shots at the bar. Right? I, w- I wouldn't worry.
1: <laughs> From what I understand, Rock 106.9 doesn't have an interest in keeping us together that long. Oh, ah. So, so ah. buddy, I wouldn't worry about
2: that one at all.
1: We'll talk to Scott we're from waitingfornextyear.com we'll do that next. Hang on.
0: On and... Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Stansbury show. On Rock 1069. Time now to talk to Scott from waitingfornextyear.com. Joining us every Monday at 8. Thank you uh, again for joining us Scott. We appreciate it, buddy.
0: I appreciate you having me as always.
1: I'm uh I'm going to start with the Cavs. Um I did this a little earlier on the program. People seem to think I'm nuts. Okay. But I think LeBron James is playing a very dangerous game with his legacy. And he's doubling down on championships. And I get it. The online community has kind of turned it into you either win the title or you're a bum. And that's on us. That's on the fan. That's not on the athlete. That's on the fan. So I understand why it's happening. But we're now resting games. We're now being accused of resting while playing. Like, you'll score, but you don't want to play defense. And if you go look at their back-to-back record, it's atrocious compared to other you know, premier teams in the league. There's, there's, there's things going on here that you can point to. And my, my take is that if you continue to do this and lose the title, it's all for naught. And now the I'm chasing the ghost in Chicago is really out of reach. Am I crazy here?
0: Uh, I mean I think it's I think it's more shades of gray. I mean it's not all for naught. You still have to give yourself the best chance to do that. Um, you know, it's not like you know, I mean it's it's no different than anything else. You you wanna put yourself in the best position to win. If you, even if you do that and you're still not good enough, I don't think that necessarily means that the the rest was was worthless. Um, you know, the the guy is playing and, and you could debate what, what quality of minutes but you know, among the most minutes, if not the most minutes in the NBA right now, that's for someone his age. Uh, it, it's it's not it's less than ideal. So I don't I don't begrudge any team who wants to rest stars, and in this case, of the Cavaliers. You know, he, you know he's the star. He, he's the preeminent guy. Where he's
2: carried the
1: league for a decade.
0: Yeah, well, right, and 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 and, and, and is doing a, a hell of a good job at it. North of thirty, and you know you have a lot of other teams that have. You know, I know Cleveland has a big three, but LeBron makes it tick. You know, he's not, he's not, you know, other teams that have multiple superstars figure out a way to kind of, you know, get by. I don't want to right. say dominate as well, just as well. I mean, I you saw last year when Steph was out those games. I mean, they were dropping games to Portland, um, you know, in, in, in the playoffs. So it happens. Um, so I do think they need to, you know, put themselves in the best position to win. I totally disagree. With any notion that if he doesn't win another title, especially in Cleveland, that he's a bum. I mean, the guy is—he's been to six, probably going to be seven years straight NBA Finals, which is which is insane. So you're, you're applying you know, a lot that, of I mean, logic that's, to that's, Twitter. Uh, you know that, and then and then and in, in getting to the playoffs as early as he did in his career, and a bunch of those other different, you know, metrics that we could use to judge greatness. So I, I don't think you know not winning you know another one, given the competition throughout the league, is necessarily a referendum on him. As much as it is the quality of basketball throughout the rest of the NBA,
1: I would agree with you. But I think you're an informed sports fan who thinks about things all <laughs> the way around, and I think you know that, that most people aren't going to do that. And so I think I, I, I think there's a dangerous game that's being played here. I also think that there's an NBA problem overall, and that's you got two teams that matter. So then, when the NBA Finals happen, I understand the ratings will be through the roof because it's like Superman, you know, versus Batman, right? So I get it. But then all year, it's kind of like, well, none of this matters, and it doesn't matter, right? And if you're Adam Silver, you can't love that. He's the NBA commissioner.
0: For those of you that don't know, you can't love it, right? I don't know. I, I still think you know, I, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but interest in the NBA is through the roof right now. I mean, you just so you know, social media. On, for and the NBA front is much different and much better than any of the other two major sports. I would agree with that. Um, you know, you so you have you have there's a and I I hate to use that as a way to to judge. But you know, to the new but, world. but they're looking at 18 to 34, and if you're right. looking at you know what most 18 to 34 year olds are doing, they're 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 very active on social media, and you know so whether or not you know. You're, you know, my dad used to love it back in the day when they passed the ball more and they shot better and had mid-range game and arc price and you know and all that stuff. And that's fine, but the the game is is the the athletes, the level of athleticism on the floor today is much bigger and much better, and much faster than it was ever before. And you have the star-caliber players doing things right now that are much different than you than you've seen before. And it's you know, and I don't know if Adam Silver necessarily cares because interest is very very high. Does he wish that the Stars would play every night? Probably. But I think he also knows that the big money and the, the, the advertisements aren't being doled out for Tuesdays in February. They're being doled out for weekend games in, in June. And, and as long as the Stars are there, I think his efforts are much more aligned with getting a LeBron versus Steph rematch than it is having everyone play 82 games and, and hoping everyone's healthy and then you know potentially risking it to see Toronto and you know, pick a team in the West.
1: Okay, I I just, you know, there's an argument out there that we're coming off the NFL season where guys are playing on broken legs and Kyrie Irving's 24 and needs to sit. And I think that there's a reason why NFL lends itself to the average sports fan a little bit better than the NBA does. And I think that that's part of it. That lunch pail, you wake up, I'm Josh McCown, my dad went to work, my brother went to work, I go to work, that there's, that, that lends itself to the, middle America loves to sell themselves on, they're the hardest working dude in the world. You know what I mean? And like, everybody loves to be reinforced that way and i feel like there's there's a relatable sense to the nfl athlete that maybe isn't there with the nba athlete.
0: Oh, no, i would agree with that. Okay. Um but i but i also think, you know, we we're we're looking through the prism as midwest ohio, right. you know, corn and white guy, That's right? Fair. I mean, we're not we're not looking we're not thinking of the 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 Rucker central the, the bigger pockets of the world and and a lot of these people who, you know, do want to see these stars. So i mean, it, it's a tough prism. I know what you're saying. Um, I just don't know if I agree with any of it.
2: Uh, Cavaliers note before we get off of them, uh, a lot of people not, might not remember, but back when Kyrie Irving was drafted, there was talks of like, well, should we draft Irving or should we draft Derek Williams, who is now on a 10-day contract with the Cavaliers? Um, is that going to be something that yeah. is, is going to be extended, or is that something uh, Derek Williams and Kyrie playing together is, is going to exist for two weeks?
0: Well, I will I'll start that by saying any, anyone who entertained drafting Derek Williams over Kyrie Irving in that draft was out of their minds. Tony Rizzo. But the, but the, <laughs> Is that
2: right? Yeah, Tony Rizzo there.
0: Tony Rizzo there. Uh, yeah, um, but in the same regard, to I do early. think he's a player who just, if you're basing it on an early returns, has the potential to stick around here for a little bit. I mean, they're already running him, you know, with, when big lineups, making him point guard, doing a lot of those kind of things, and getting him actively involved. Um, you know, I don't know if he's the playmaker that, uh, that, that Cleveland has wanted. Um, you know, I don't think he's the answer to you know, future transactions and things like that. But he's a, he's a, you know, he's one of those 10 day guys that we've been talking about. We're having these open roster spots. Why they haven't been doing this earlier to give these guys some run to try something out is beyond me. But so far, so good on Derek Williams. I would expect him to get a second 10 day, but after that, the team's going to have to make a decision whether to keep him full time or let him go.
1: Um, I'm being asked via uh, Twitter, uh, a listener of ours, Jeremy, wants to know, uh, how do you feel about the defense? Isn't allowing all these points going to eventually catch up with them? Or do you buy into the theory that all they're doing is waiting to then flick the switch and the defense will be fine?
0: Uh, So the the team, from from top down, um, will tell you they're not a good defensive team. Um, Game to game, you know, in in the course of a regular season where you have to scheme for four different teams on five nights, they know. That that's just a task that is not worth their time, and you know, and making sure that the offense is clicking, and making sure that all of the other parts, you know, are working on those is much are much more important than than trying to scheme defensively. Where where Ty and the rest of the Cavaliers know that they have the ability to have an advantage is in the is in the playoffs when you're playing a different team or the same team over the course of two weeks. You saw it last season, um, in the, in the playoffs, and I have a feeling you're going to see it again this year. I don't know if it's a nice or a safe way to kind of go about things, I do think you kind of you know, lower your, you know, your, your margin for error if you're not going to play solid defense because if you have a night where the offense just isn't working, you're, you're not going to win a basketball game. Right. But in the same regard, I think they, they're just focusing on getting the offense right. And then if, if defense works, it works. I know they have a lot of good team defenders, um, but I, I think I would be more concerned as a Cavs fan if we go into like the first round of the playoffs and they still look like crap.
1: Uh, Phantom was telling me this morning that uh, apparently there are changes coming to the Cavaliers uniform.
0: There's well, there's a- changes coming to every NBA uniform for starting. Nike takes over next year. Okay. So they the the the, the most of the uniforms. I mean, I, I can't imagine they'll touch some of the classics. But most of the uniforms you'll see you're seeing now. And I'm not telling you to buy. Not, it's not buying merchandise, but the you're you're going to see drastic changes almost across the board, and then. Uh, they're also going to the the more advertisements on yes. the, on the logo. So I believe the Cavs will have a Goodyear patch on the on the left shoulder of their of their uniforms next season and beyond as a uh, as a part of a multi million dollar marketing opportunity. And I think it's going to be across the NBA with different sponsors and things like that. So yeah. they're not they're not quite going in the way of the English Premier League where you don't know what team you looking for because there's <laughs> a big sponsor on the chest. But there are going to be you're you're starting to get you know the writings on the wall for lack of a better term that they're going to start using these guys Um, you know they're I mean they're immensely marketable that it took this long for. NBA players to have advertisements right. on their jerseys—it almost seems crazy. It's surprising to me, um, but it, it will be going forward. I'm assuming that's what you're hinting towards.
2: In the hypothetical of let's say you know LeBron five years ago was doing McDonald's, and in the hypothetical let's say the Cavaliers are going to be sponsored by Subway. I mean, is there going to be a conflict, conflict of, of interest. interest there? I guess when it comes to superstars, there? I mean, he owns restaurants, and, right? I
0: mean, I, uh, I mean he's a Nike guy, and the uniforms are Adidas right now. I mean, I, so I, I, I do feel that there's some form of you know, emancipation from that. I, I do I can't imagine that he's gonna put tape over his Goodyear badge, you know, if he if he was a Firestone guy. Okay. But I mean the, but the fact that it is Akron I think is a big deal. Right. Um I think I think there's some connectivity there. And I, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't one of the reasons why they're yeah, willing to mean. enter that contract, given LeBron's stature and status in Akron.
1: I know the Boston Celtics were like the first ones to kind of like roll theirs out and like show them online. I believe GE is their sponsor. It's going to be on the patch. And I believe they said at the time that they will sell both jerseys in their team store, one with the patch, one without, so you have the option as the fan. But we know fans want what the player's wearing. And so I think it's smart, honestly, at the end of the day for the NBA to get into this space because you want what the player's actually wearing. And if theirs has Goodyear on it, you want yours to have Goodyear on it. And it was a smart way to sell yourself.
2: I, I, I really think, I mean,
1: it looks weird, but it was smart.
2: Let's not forget when those NASCAR jackets were the most popular, popular thing, thing in the, the world. world right. And people just walking around with M&M's Snickers on their back. And, right, right. Snickers and
1: all that kind of stuff. That's and absolutely and true. I want to shift now to baseball if we can, as pitchers and catchers have reported. And uh, we kind of know what the Indians, you know, you know, off-season acquisitions, all that stuff, and it all seems great. Um, have you been following this Trevor Bauer situation via his tweet storm? And, <sighs> and if so, what's going to happen to Trevor here with the organization?
0: I don't know. I, I do know that they squirm every time he fires up his computer. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I, I don't. I'm not privy to any internal discussions about this very topic. Okay. Yeah, just this, this, this instance. You know, it's funny because when, you know, he says something about you know another team. You know, if they're if they're playing the Blue Jays and he says something about Canada, um, you know, Indians fans think it's hysterical. Um, you know, the the team conversely, you know, doesn't just knows right. that it's he's kind of walking on you know a dangerous path. So then now when he starts going right down the the path that he did with his birther stuff, and then yeah, that bringing, one was weird bringing. Bringing teammates into it—that's um, that's a very dangerous line, um, you know. Especially when you say most of my teammates are Trump supporters, and then one of the wives, you know, links 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 him back to a story about you know his her her husband being of immigrant descent and everything like that, and 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 it gets it gets it gets contentious, and I I think it's divisive, not just for fans and everybody on Twitter, but for the team. And once and once you, you know, I mean, they got to report the Goodyear, you know, here, and they're going to all be back there, and. You know I don't know what his standing is in that clubhouse, but I can't imagine it's, it's very, very high, especially after this one. I mean he's always been a guy who does his own thing. you know he's always talked about being a bit of a loner, which is fine, um, but you know he, he's and I, I mean this with the most respect. he's not that good to be able to do this kind of stuff and not have repercussions for it. I would agree you know if Le, 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 LeBron can you know support Hillary, LeBron can be in in equality videos, he can do things like France, this
1: big enough, not going to matter, right.
0: And and you know you, you know Trevor Bauer you know I'm glad that we live in a country where he can do that kind of stuff and have a platform to to share his views, but once you start going down the paths like he did the other day, I think it gets a little bit dangerous, and but, I wouldn't be surprised if the team says something to him.
1: The birther thing kind of bothers me. I will agree with that. I, it was like that gets kind of strange and it gets weird, and I always will question the motive behind that direct line there i just my thing was more with the audience really in the sense that so the guy can cut his finger open with a drone and hurt our world series chances and everybody was like god is back but the i support trump thing was like a like a bridge too far for the audience and it just that whole thing just kind of made me nuts uh before we let you go i do got to ask you because well it's a football town That's just the way it is. Miles Garrett kind of, uh, you know, indicated the defensive end, I, uh, you know, he's supposed to go number 1 here, that he would like to play for the Dallas Cowboys, you know, because, well, he's from Texas, and now I got Browns fans on my timeline saying, well, if he don't want me here, I don't want him here, man. Like, isn't it crazy to think that a young kid isn't going to want to stay home or maybe stay close to where his parents are and play for the franchise he grew up idolizing as a kid? Like this isn't anti-Browns, right? It's just pro-Cowboys.
0: Yeah, well, there's I maybe mean, Cleveland fans are are a weird bunch, but the, the and the weird the weird thing about and we got a piece coming up here in a couple minutes about this very topic. That video with the Cowboys thing is two months old, um, and for so for it to just kind of get its. You know it's just being talked about now, which is which which makes it weirder makes it worse um but you know if you're a browns fan and i'm and I'm speaking as one, if you think we're only going to be able to draft players who want to be here thank you you thank you you''re you're it's you're nobody. living in a world of delusion, my friend, because there's a lot of these kids who spend their entire careers winning football games and and they necessarily, and, and it's be- it's been easy for them they've played in the they've had colleges recruiting them since they were sixteen right. And and they get to go and they get to choose where they go. Now, they're getting chosen and they don't have much of a say. So if you if you're, would you rather go to the team that was one and fifteen or the team that was what thirteen and 2, 13 On the verge and 3? of the
1: Super Bowl, right?
0: Um, you know, so you know, I, I it's it's silly. It's a lot of overreaction. Um, he's a twenty-one year old kid who would who wouldn't mind playing for his hometown team. And if if, if it were the other way around, Browns fans would be lapping it up. So you know, you you take the kid. He, he's a he's a game changing defender. And once once Cleveland throws $45 million at him, I'm sure he's not going to mind being here because it's his it's his vacation home or his, whatever can still right. be in Texas. As long as he balls out when he's when he wearing that brown jersey, I think you'll forget everything about it.
1: And let's be honest, the fan base doesn't want to be there. So why in the <laughs> hell
0: do <laughs> they're I, not? Did you see the stadium?
1: Yeah, no, it's been empty. And thank God I think that that's what you need. I think that that shakes ownership and it makes them want to change things. There's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next Monday at 8.
0: Sounds good, you guys. Be good. Make sure
1: you check out that site. And, uh, I can't wait to read that Miles Garrett story. That will be up, he, uh, he said, shortly at WaitingForNextYear.com. Sammy Hagar coming into town. He's going to be playing at the Hard Rock Rocksino. That will be June 4th. You'll get your tickets, however, next on Rock 106- 106. Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106. Nine. Coming up at 9 o'clock, I have evidence that there's no such thing as a free lunch, and I hate hearing that. There's nobody who would love to have free lunch more than me, and there's no such thing. 9 o'clock, we'll give you that. I don't know if you've heard about this, but June 4th, Sammy Hagar rolls into town at the Hard Rock, Roxino, the Red Rocker there.
2: Oh, the Red Rocker.
1: Three Lock Box there. I like it. Little Sammy. Not going to do 56 of his way in a town. Oh, ho, 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 he won't. <laughs> so we have, uh, we do have those tickets. Uh, being a proud partner with the uh, the Hard Rock Rocks, you know, we are.
2: It's a beat the box office situation. It
1: is beat the box office there. I don't think these tickets are actually on sale yet. So we'll uh, just a few minutes from right now, 800-243-7625, we'll give you those Sammy Hagar tickets.
2: Just there. got a touch of touchdowns. Win up before you can buy a beat the box office.
1: I have a story here that I wish I had a video or picture to, to accompany it, okay. but I don't. Right. And I believe this is out of Canada is where this happened. And you got to be careful with these drive-thrus. Okay? You got to be careful going through the drive-through. There was like I think last week a woman tried to hand her like 2-year-old through a drive-through window cuz like her yes. husband is like threatening to oh, like, yeah, beat yeah, yeah her and the kid up and that video was hard to watch actually. Uh, yeah. She's trying to pass that kid off A lot of weird things happens in the drive-thrus. There.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But apparently two men have now been arrested. By going through a McDonald's drive-through, wait for it, on a couch. Apparently, police spotted the couch being towed behind an ATV at 3:20 in the morning. Jeez. This is legitimately hold my beer territory here. Oh yeah,
2: we've gotten we've gotten into trailer park boys territory here, <laughs> yes. dude. I mean, bubbles on the back on the couch, Ricky driving that ATV.
1: Uh, the, now, the driver of the ATV, the four wheeler itself, took off after the officer turned on the lights. And then, like activated, like the cruiser stuff there, yeah. and uh, the other two on the couch, intoxicated, as yeah. they're being listed. Yeah. <laughs> the men were left outside the restaurant. The driver raced through the parking lot, across the highway, and onto the frozen river, still towing the couch Jeez. Uh, through much of the escape. So the dudes were then left in in uh, in the drive thru and he took off with the couch behind the ATV. Local men, ages, listen to this: twenty eight and thirty nine. Little age disparity there. And also, by 28, you haven't gotten over the let's get drunk and go through the drive through. Like, my buddy did this when we were kids. It was, I, I remember it was like when they first built like the new McDonald's in Aurora, and it was like super nice and fancy. And we were walking out, we got out of the car, we were in high you know, we're, you know, drunk and probably some other things, we're kids being stupid. And we were walking through the parking lot and my buddy heard like the drive through window lady say welcome to mcdonalds may i take your order and he just stops and was like outside man <laughs> Next thing you know, he's walking through the thing, and they are not going to serve you, and they no, shouldn't serve no. you. You got... I mean, dude, 20... 30, dude, the other guy's
2: 39. You're dude, a, that's my age, dude. Drunk on a couch, being pulled by an ATV. Canadian wilderness, you got nothing else going on. We've all seen Strange Brew. Ah, Listen, I now, yes, at 28, dude, at 28, 39 years old, should you know better? Yes, but I'm not going to lie. If one of my buddies, and I'm drunk, and, and, and we're hanging out in his garage, and he's like, dude... I'm going to hook that AT- I'm going to hook that couch up to the ATV. If one of my buddies said that to me and I'm drunk, I might be like, "Alright. Well, yeah. I'll I'll go ride." I would. I mean, I can't. I can't say that I'm 100 percent confident. I would not. I mean, if Mike from Busman put it together right, and it was like couch right. races down, couch down market, racing, exactly. Of course,
1: you <laughs> would. Couch, couch races down market. Yeah, you could probably get me involved in that. I did so. All right. So, so I went to the I went to the McDonald's over the weekend, right? Okay. And I had one of these moments where it was like, "Is everything on the screen correct?" Yes, Janice. It's everything in the bag that isn't. And so, like, I, they they maybe double check the screen. And sure enough, I go around. I grab the bag and I go home. It's yesterday I got breakfast, and I get home and I open up the bag, and it's all wrong. My steak egg and cheese bagel looked an awful lot like a sausage egg and McMuffin, like a sausage egg McMuffin there. Right now, normally this is when you would take out your phone, take a picture of it, tweet it, and then go fifteen dollars an hour. Pfft, uh, pfft, I can't believe it. Can't believe they want to get paid fifteen dollars an hour to get my stuff wrong. And I think we've been looking at this all wrong. Okay. I think maybe you think $15 an hour isn't enough because you're putting it through the filter of that's a fast food employee. Well, I got to tell you, you know what was delicious? My sausage and egg McMuffin that I didn't order, and it was probably better than my steak, egg, and cheese bagel. There you go. They stands very
2: better than Stansberry. That's
1: just it. I feel like they're making decisions for me, (laughs) so you guys are looking at it wrong. It's $15 an hour for a psychic reading of your food and some food there. It's not them getting it wrong. It's them knowing your calorie intake better than you'll know it. See, you got to think outside the box, man. We do have those Sammy Hagar tickets. He's playing June 4th, Hard Rock Roxino. These are win them before you can buy them tickets. Let's pass those out. Call our 15 one 243 7625 and we'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. 106.9.
0: Welcome
1: back to the Sansbury Show. On Rock 106.9, coming up 9 o'clock. There's no such thing as a free lunch. We'll explain how that happens at 9 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You know what we have not made mention of yet? What is that? And uh, and I apologize because I'm sure this is on everybody's mind today. Uh, can I
2: make a guess? Yeah, make the guess. Results from Elimination Chamber last night. The WWE, the new face of fear, Bray Wyatt, the WWE champion. Okay, let's <laughs> you did not think that that's what
1: I was going to say, right? I mean, John yeah.
2: Cena lost the title last night. Of course, I thought that's what you were going to say.
1: Okay, now I like John Cena losing things.
2: No, stop it. Stop
1: I do. It. I like him losing things. Don't say those things to me. Like Jorts would be a good thing for John <laughs> Cena to lose. That would be a good thing. That would. I'd be on that. I would be on that. All right. No, that is not what I was going to talk about, bitch. And that is to tomorrow. Is a holiday. Really? Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, is it not? Are yeah, you, now, are you done? Are you, for those of you that don't know, Fantone's in a relationship living mm-hmm. with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and I'm about as single as one man can get. Right. As a matter of fact, I got turned down when I asked a woman out on Thursday night. So, yeah. Well, I yeah, kind of forgot about that one. Yeah, I'm not
2: wild about it. Like, honestly, dude, like, my
1: pride is taking a big hit on that one. Wow, oh, you
2: have the worst timing. I just started seeing someone. And I bought Ooh, what?
1: it. What? I, I, like, totally bought it. And I was, like, walking <laughs> home with my buddy Larry, who was like, bro, I love you. I've known you forever. I got to bring you back down to earth that girl had no interest in going out with you whatsoever
2: that's like the most standard bartender answer ever it's like oh it's it's either that I just started dating someone or I don't date customers like oh I don't date customers yeah like that's the stripper stock line Yeah, (laughs) she'll
1: bang them for money (laughs) just won't date them got it not bartenders not you know she listens and so like I gotta be I don't want her thinking like that's what I'm saying she does there because I sure enough I walked in Thursday and she's like oh yeah that's right you have the day off tomorrow and I was like how'd
2: you know that she's like um I listen. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Sometimes I forget. It's just not me and you talking to each right. other. It's very easy to forget there's somebody else on the other end of these All microphones. Right, this was about you. Jesus <laughs>
1: Christ. not my misery and unable to secure dates. Okay? That's, uh, this isn't supposed to be about me. Are you, like, Are you so are you done for the Valentine's Day? Like, do you have
2: gifts bought? If by done, you mean have not started at all? Yes. Yes! 100%
1: correct. It turns out he is a male!
2: And is correct. No turn and cough needed! Uh, well, when it comes down to it, um, me and my girlfriend, this is our, this will be our third, or no, fourth, third, third Valentine's Day together here. Um, Um, and we have not made a big deal about it in the past at all, therefore I feel no reason to make a big deal about it. At some point today, it's Inevitable that I will go out and grab something, and by something I mean something for under twenty bucks. Like I'm not spending more than that on Valentine's Day. Uh, we like we already just moved. Just moved. You just moved. bought, just a, bought car. a car. We just went out this weekend, numerous places, like her desires, and like we went thrifting and out to eat with friends, and we did all the things she wanted to yeah. do. By the way, your girlfriend tweets this yesterday.
1: You know, shout out to having like the best boyfriend ever who went shopping with me all day and didn't bitch about it once. Did and not. I sat there and thought to myself, yeah, that's because he's gonna bitch to me. <laughs> Tomorrow, he's going. He's, he's going to bitch to me. Um,
2: I listen. I chose to go thrifting with her, and I knew what that meant. I knew that that's like, well, that's hours out of your day. But the last thing I wanted was for her to start making these like crazy no, decisions the about the house. The last thing
1: you want is clothes that smell like mothballs. <laughs> that's the
2: last thing you want. I was just concerned she was going to go out and start like, oh, I'll take this and this and yeah. this and this and this. And I'm like, no, I need to be the adult. there. Shut the mother down, right? I've <laughs> got to keep her on 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 budget and on course and on on plan here. Here. So, um, Now, yeah. will you make dinner? Will you go to dinner? What's going I on? I am not going out to eat tomorrow. If we do go out to eat tomorrow. you
1: imagine being on the strip
2: tomorrow night at 7.30. No, thank you. Last thing <laughs> in the world I'd want to do. Dude, that, is, en- that could be Survivor. It was bad enough this weekend. I can only imagine how bad it'll be actually Tuesday, tomorrow night. Um, what I will say, if we do go out to eat, it'll be like, hey, you know what'll be funny? If we go to McDonald's for Valentine's Day. Well, and you she'll, know, she'll totally want to do that.
1: Waffle House is kind of doing exactly. that. Exactly, They're doing like a candlelight dinner at Waffle House house that you can do and i know couples are kind of couples that have been together forever they don't really care about this anymore she'll
2: think it's funny she'll be like yeah let's go somewhere let's go somewhere white trash and we'll have valentine's day dinner and we'll laugh about it you know what i mean think so. we
1: live somewhere white trash
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe let's go out to dinner maybe, dude, maybe a cloth napkin's not the worst um, Valentine's Day, often, what do I want to say here? The bane of the single person's existence. A lot of people feel lonely. A lot of people feel like, Hey, I just got out of the holidays being by myself. Now, Valentine's Day, here's the punch. Right around the, balls. the corner. Right. I'm never going to get laid again. i one never gonna- punched. Right. Right. So, I mean, you as a single man, what's your, what's your thoughts? I mean, so here's the thing. I don't think I would normally have a hang
1: up on it, but people do look at you. Like, you're crazy. Like, tomorrow, right. anywhere you go by yourself tomorrow, people just like you, like, oh my God, what? How sad. Did your wife die? Like, I get asked <laughs> that at the grocery store all the time. Like, I'll go, go, like, I went grocery shopping yesterday and I go, I bought stuff, right? And it's just like fish sticks and boil in a bag of rice and all this stuff, right? And this lady's like, is your wife out of town? No. No, she is not. She's just unwilling to cook for me.
2: I would have to assume, and I don't like to make assumptions about things like this, but I would have to assume that you are going to spend the day just furiously masturbating, no, right? Holiday. No holiday, can't do well, it today. I'm saying tomorrow, the holiday, you're not going to. Here's the thing: I we th- started a little early yesterday, so I feel like I might be tired today. I, I would just say today, if anything, you want to uh, you want to reach bone marrow at, at, at some point. You want to yeah. you want to you want to make sure your system is clean before tomorrow, when I know you're not going to masturbate because look, look. it's look. lonely to masturbate on Valentine's it, Day. And
1: it, is it not? Is it is that not like lonely ah. and pathetic? It, well, are, are you, you crying, crying or t- not? Are you crying or not? That's well, the difference. Y- no, you should cry, though. <laughs> no, whether, you, whether the waterworks happen or not, you should be crying, masturbating alone on Valentine's Day. I don't care, other than the sense like I have eaten in a restaurant, because for- tomorrow when right. I get done with the show, I'll forget right. that it's Valentine's Day. I'll find myself in a restaurant alone the way I always am, eating by myself, and people will just look at you.
2: Like you're like like you're pathetic. Well, dude, that might be the that might be the ends there. You know how in a, hey you're a miserable, so am I. We're both here alone. That's what I'm saying. Is like in, a, in nobody crashers, else will take us. Let's when, just team up when they start crashing the the funerals because you know the the, the tragedy makes people feel horny or whatever. Dude, if you sit at a, at a diner tomorrow, you know, I forgot about that. <laughs> if you sit in a diner tomorrow and you have an empty place set in front of you and you're just sitting there by yourself with her meal or where she was supposed to be sitting right there, yeah. some lady's gonna see you. And is going to be like, oh, look at that poor man over there. I'm going to go bang him. And, dude, next thing you know, very all up in it, man. I, I'm telling you, play it tomorrow. Go out there, single man, just sitting there in diners by yourself eating. It's going to work well.
1: By 4.30 in the afternoon, I'll be on Tusk screaming,
2: Phantom <laughs> said you
1: bang me. Like, that's, dude, that's, it's an awful system. If I'm going to, all joking aside, I don't care, but I do – I have gift anxiety. I like shopping for somebody. I hate shopping for me. But I like shopping for other person and I do I hate the fact that I don't have to buy gifts right now. I kind of like that. I kind of like, like, oh, dude, I'm kind of a jerk and I'm kind of like real quick with my sarcasm and I probably say the insensitive things. So let me go out and spend a bunch of money so I can say whatever I want. Like I, I miss that process of being in a relationship. So there will be a moment of reflection tomorrow. It's like, eh, I kind of wish I could have to buy gifts for somebody and then it'll hit me. Dude, what are you talking about? It's 50 degrees in the middle of February. Pull pull out the three wood and go play golf all afternoon, which is probably what I'm going to end up doing. No such thing as a free lunch. I'll tell you why next on The Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at wrqk.com. We're looking ahead tomorrow. Yeah. 9 o'clock for New Turd Tuesday. Fantone came in this morning. I have not heard this yet. And he said to me, he goes, dude. I have the country hit this week.
2: What?
1: And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah." I was hanging out with my girlfriend all the weekend. I have the country hit. and I'm, the dust up. I was like, "Okay." So I told him, "I was like, I trust you." Now, trust is easily lost as well. True. So we will find out tomorrow, nine o'clock. But he say he says to me, "This new artist, Runaway June." Has got a song that we should take a listen to. We're also going to uh, take a listen to the new Katy Perry. She made all the news in the world last night with "Chain of the Rhythm." We'll take a listen to that, and also the supergroup Chickenfoot. Now, if I remember correctly, this is Sammy Hagar who's uh-huh. on his way to the Hard Rock Rock know, That'll be June fourth, Northfield Park. There, we have tickets for that show all all uh, all week this week. But Chickenfoot, correct me, it's him. It's Sammy Hagar, and it's what, that guitar virtuoso that nobody cares about?
2: Uh, Joe Satriani. That's it? Yeah. It's that one? Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers. Ah, that's the drummer there,
1: yes. Okay. So that's Chickenfoot. I remember they had one song that kind of broke out.
2: Michael Anthony from Van Halen as well.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Sammy and, uh, and Michael Anthony there. That song's called Divine Termination? Divine Termination. Dear God. Still looking for a local. It's going to suck. Send in your stuff, right at wrqk.com. Needs to be radio edited. I would like a short little bio on the band so we could get you uh, talked about. It. Ask some of the other bands that have been on New Tour Tuesday. It helps. Uh, the Get It, Get It, Need It, I believe um, was just at Buzzman over the weekend. Right. Had a pretty good show. Right. Had a pretty good show. So. Uh,
2: and let's not forget, I mean, responsible for the credit of of of, of Marilyn Manson. New Turn Tuesday, Canton Zone right there. That's us. We'll take credit for that. Damn right. The OJs, we take credit for that, too. How good were they? The OJs from Canton, Ohio. You know what? The Stansbury Show. Without the Stansbury Show, the OJs wouldn't have been nothing. Nothing.
1: I'm hearing that Runaway June opened for Tim McGraw last year at the concert for Legends, and our good buddy Jim McChrist says she's
2: very, very good.
0: Kick the dust up.
1: That's a guy who hates (laughs) country music. Constantly bags on me for liking the country music there.
2: Yeah, Jamie McCris from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm glad he's a fan. Everyone else will be tomorrow after they hear uh, Runaway June's uh, latest latest track. I have not heard the song it's a good yet. Good one. You're gonna like um, it. Uh, and again, if
1: you're in a local band, send me your stuff. Stansbury at wrqk.com. All right. I have now. I've been turned around on this, but there. You know when you hear this. Let's drug test people on, on, on welfare and food stamps. Okay. Now, that's one of those things that initially when you hear that, it's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't we? We drug test people to go to work. Okay. Now, we've seen it put into action, and guess what? It cost a ton of money, and it wasn't effective. Okay. So I'm a fluid person. Okay? I thought it was a good idea. Turns out it' not. It's not. Let's yank it back, and let's not do that. If it's, if it's not cost effective, and it's not catching people on drugs, stealing money from the government, then I don't want to do it. If it's cost effective, then yay. But it doesn't, so we stopped. You know, we're going to stop doing that, and that's all fine and good. So I have here what is another one of those type of ideas that I think when you first hear it sounds like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Why wouldn't we do that? But then when you really look into it, it's actually going to do more harm than good. Okay. And I have a, uh, I have a senator here, I believe this is Washington Representative uh, Jack Kingston out of Georgia. And he wants kids to learn that there is no such thing as a free lunch. And okay. he would like these kids to have to pay something for their subsidized meals.
2: Okay. Okay. So we're talking about literally free lunch kids here. We're talking okay. about free lunch.
1: Okay. okay. Okay, now this is of course upsets people. My kid has to pay for his lunch. That kid gets free lunch, right? I understand why that makes some people mad. I feel like you're not doing a, a maybe a, a good enough job of thinking outside of your own family. There,
2: right? But it's, that's just me. It's not like it's like a privilege. It's not like that kid's like, dude, you know, what I'm about to get over on the government, I'm about to get this free lunch. I mean, and if, if, right. if 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 I mean, if your family, no kid
1: thinks about sticking it to Uncle Sam, oh, right?
2: If your family <laughs> is kidding. one of the families that need a free lunch and you're not getting it, fill out the paperwork on time. But Kingston.
1: Is trying to get his party's nominee in Georgia in their, in their Senate. Okay. Race that's going to be going on next year. And he chose the federal school lunch program as like the platform at which he's going to like speak on and okay. like bring like awareness to. So Jack thinks that children from families with low incomes or below 100, 130% of the poverty line are eligible for free meals. Students from families with incomes between 130 and 185% of the poverty level can receive lunches at reduced prices. So, you you see what you're saying there? If you're under 130, free. If you're between 130 and 185, it's like reduced. Okay. We all know how, you know, that there's reduced and free lunches there. So, he spoke out against free lunches, saying that children should have to pay at least a nominal amount for their lunch so they learn that there's no such thing as a free lunch lunch okay now i'm going to read to you what he had to say but one of the things i've now this is his quote one of the things i've talked to the secretary of agriculture about why don't you have the kids pay a dime maybe they just pay a nickel to instill in them that there is in fact no such thing as a free lunch
2: now most schools aren't school lunch programs, and like, I know this because my mom is lunch lady. Um, oh, that's right. They don't... Like, I forget that. They don't really do cash much anymore. You have your card. It's like a... Yeah, it's like a plastic essentially card. Essentially like your debit card. Like, you have like right. your card with you, and they just... Broop, 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 and it goes right to your okay, account. I didn't know that, but that uh, makes sense. So, sure, yeah. Right. I mean, it's 2017. Welcome and to technology. Right. So like, I, 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 I guess there's no real... I mean, if you're just running your debit card, it doesn't matter whether you're charging a dime or two dollars. There's no real lesson there anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't make a difference to that kid what you say the total is. Yeah,
1: I mean it's kind of like how casinos use chips and not yeah, cash. Yeah, so so right. you stop you know assimilating it with your money. And
2: how much easier is it to use your credit card or debit card to spend something rather than pull that hundred dollar bill if out of wallet? If I have cash wallet?
1: in my pocket, it's a way different shopping experience than if I use my card. Exactly. You're right about you are right about that. So we'll go back to his quote here. I've talked to the secretary of agriculture about this. Why don't you have the kids pay a dime and nickel to instill in them that there is, in fact, no such thing as a free lunch? And then he goes further or maybe sweep the floor of the cafeteria. Then the quote continues. And yes, I understand that that would be an administrative problem. And I understand that it would probably lose you money. But think what we would gain as a society in getting people getting the myth out of their head that there is such a thing as free lunch. Now, I agree that there is good in removing the mentality of I'll just have somebody give me something. I agree that there's good in that. But if, first of all, we all know you're not going to make kids sweep the cafeteria, right? We all know that's not going to happen.
2: Well, if you're going to do it as, like, punishment, sure, dude. I have zero issue with that. Right. Zero issue. But not to eat. And if 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 you were going to do this as... Hey, every kid in this school is going to spend an hour with the janitor over the course of the school year, so we all get a perspective on what it's like to work a a janitorial job or a job that you know is a blue collar job. I understand acceptance that acceptance
1: of like the
2: the, right. uh, the 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 trades. Yeah,
1: that's that's school good. School should teach you there's, that. There's
2: real validity in that of like, hey, you go spend an hour with the janitor cleaning up the bathroom, and maybe you'll have a better perspective on 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 why you don't take a dump all over the walls. This but is, this isn't what this is. You no. can't punish kids for being poor well they don't have money <sighs> of course for kids uh, uh, <laughs> this
1: is one of those things where people say something and they're applying the logic of a grown up to a kid and by that i mean that you think the lesson will be, there's no such thing as a free lunch. That won't be the lesson to a kid. The kid will just then then be made fun of by his friends, who's being isolated for being essentially different. Poor. And then somebody's going to say to him, why are you doing that? And the only answer they're going to give is not because I need to learn a lesson. They're going to go, because my dad's poor. And now you're just going to highlight that their family's super poor. That's why I like the card system. Because if every kid's got the same card, then nobody's making fun
2: of you for having lunch. You don't know if you have free lunch right. or not. Instead of saying, you know, Stansberry, you got your free lunch. It's just, nope, swipe your card. And if it's, you know... I like that. Um, and obviously, kids are cruel, and there's no, like, getting away from that. But you can't, you can't put people up uh, you can't put the spotlight on a poor kid because he's poor i mean there's literally nothing he can do to get himself out of that situation i uh and and you got to think too okay so lunch period's over now all the poor kids can you wait behind and and everyone else is going to six period but the poor kids now they're missing class time so now you've already got kids who are at a disadvantage because they're in a poverty-stricken house and now you're taking them out of the classroom so they can sweep the goddamn floors I mean, and like I said, it's Jeez, one of those man.
1: things that initially you're like, Jeez. all right, yeah, get something out of the free lunch. I can understand the motivation behind that. But then when you start to think about it, it's like, bro, that's not good.
2: Better plan. And now uh, I think you could still make some of the same arguments I just made of like, well, you're, you're punishing people for being poor. But a better plan for that is like, hey, if your kid, if you sign up your children for the free or reduced lunch program over the course of the next year, you as a parent have to volunteer X amount of hours for the school district. I'm okay with that, or at least I'm more okay with that on first thought, where it's like, that's the parent's responsibility. And now you do have to do something to earn that free lunch because kids and money. You're the reason why your kid doesn't have lunch. I mean, everything's a free lunch to a kid. When I'm seven years old, I don't know what right. my mom's spending. I don't care what my mom's spending. I'm seven. Who cares? I
1: just open that door. Right. The light comes on. Right. It shines its beautiful glow all over all the calories.
2: Well, right, dude. Yeah, I like Cheetos. I'll eat those. You know, it doesn't matter to me as a kid. Um, it's the parents that you're kind of dealing with there. So I think that's a better or at least more appropriate. It, it's instead just of making the kids do it. When you hear a politician say. And I'm not going to tell you what side of the aisle it is on. I
1: feel like we all can kind of figure that one out. When you hear a politician say, well, yeah, it's going to lose money, but at the end of the day, it's good. Like, that's normally not the side of the aisle that fights for, well, yeah, it'll lose money, but we're still going to be okay with it.
2: Just get those kids out there with a broom, get them pushing.
1: Look, I mean, dude, we know a a better fed student is a more engaged student. They They get better grades. I mean, we know that. Everybody knows that's the science. There's no denying that. This is one of those things like drug testing welfare recipients that in theory sounds like it would work, but in application, it goes wildly off the rails. So it turns out one of the cell phone providers has, well, they've broke and they're giving you back something that you were, have been crying about and I was thinking about leaving this company and now maybe I won't. I'll give you that story next on Rock 106. Six nine. Right the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you're carrying around some high credit card debt, let me help you out with this. We're going to switch all of your debt over and we're going to put it on a CSE Visa card. We're going to do a little balance transfer. We'll get your APR lowered, your interest rate lowered there. You'll pay less money overall. You'll pay down your debt, fix your credit score, get yourself out of debt all at the same time. That deal is available for you through April the 30th, and it can be found online at csefcu.com is their website. I've been banking with them now just over three years. Love them. 100% local, CSE is. Local credit union here, not gonna change anytime soon. Board of directors all live here in Stark County. Love that. I absolutely love supporting local business. And I like the fact that I can do that through my banking institution. CSEFCU.com for more info. Uh, I was tagged in this via Facebook, and uh, I double-checked during the break to make sure that this isn't old or outdated, that they haven't found her. And uh, we're finding out that Massillon Police is still, a, in fact, asking for help, locating a 16-year-old girl by the name of Casey Stevens. Uh, she's been missing since February 5th. I'm surprised I'm just hearing about this now. That's almost 10 days. Um, missing from Massillon, Ohio. Uh, she's 16, a white female, brown hair, blue eyes, five foot six, and weighs about 160 pounds. Now, I will say that the photo I'm seeing of her has her in with red hair. I, you know, you know, girls change their hair color all the time, but it's listed as brown, so I don't know if this photo maybe wasn't totally up to date. Um, but they, uh, she is missing out of Massillon, Ohio, Casey Stevens. I bu- uh, yeah, that is her name. So be on the lookout for that.
2: Yeah, somebody knows something out there. I will uh I will during the break get as much information up as I can at wrqk.com. But uh, the the police departments ask for the public's help for a reason in situations like this and it's because somebody out there knows something. So uh so if you know something speak up.
1: Yeah, let's uh let's find her and uh bring some ease to a uh, family in Massillon there. So I saw this yesterday and it kind of made me mad. And uh, I've been on this for a while now, and um, I made the analogy the other day that these companies are a lot like these restaurants now that now, oh, yeah, no, we'll give you two full meals for 20 bucks. And so, you know, they've been able to do that forever, and now they are doing it, and we're supposed to fall all over ourselves because we get two meals for 20 bucks. It's like, oh, no, what about the last 50 years you were ripping me off?
2: Hey, yeah, okay. Yeah, you get a point.
1: There there's some stuff going you on do. there, right? And we're just supposed to go, "Oh my god, yeah, please open the door. And let me in." Because of this. And I've always taken a step back and go, "Wait a minute." <laughs>
2: This is essentially well, what this promotion is, is is showing me how you hustled me. But, but I mean, that can apply to any sale, right? Where it's like, hey, you yes. could have been offering me the sale price the entire time, but of course we only do it when we really want to drive those numbers up.
1: I, I, I don't normally see 50% sales go on for five years. This has been like a thing now where these restaurants are doing this. And I have made the analogy that the cell phone companies are the same thing and that they deserve, they need a comeuppings like the restaurant kind of had. And that's, dude, they just charge you whatever you want. I literally paid my cell phone bill a week ago. Just got a text yesterday. Yesterday, your bill's ready. We need you to pay your bill. Just paid it a week ago. And so, and this stuff happens. Like these companies just send bills out. They just send out for a certain amount of money. You don't even look. You just pay, and you move forward.
2: They're always ready. That bill is always ready. You could pay it today and tomorrow. They're like, no, you know, if you want to pay this next one, yeah, we got it for you too. So.
1: Literally went back and looked in my online payments. Had paid my cell phone bill twice last month, and they still this last time charged me as if I missed two payments, not one, two.
2: Stainsbury getting hustled.
1: And now send me another text yesterday, telling me that they want their money. Like, I'm over this. I'm over these companies because what are we seeing now with like some of these like, you know, uh, you know, crickets and like these kind of things. You get great service, 40 bucks. Yeah. Why is my cell phone bill $200 Verizon? Why?
2: Once upon a time, Verizon and, and, and the major the major phone, you know, uh, companies, they did have a very real advantage. But that advantage has become less and less. Like the, that gap has closed considerably.
1: If I were the cell phone companies, I would be reducing my prices now. You're going to be the next cut the cord. You're going to be the next cable company where people just get annoyed and feel like taking advantage of how much money they have to spend with you. I don't know if it's justified or not. Maybe it costs a ton of money to supply this service to people. I'm sure it does. But at the end of the day, perception's reality, and you are going to go through, cell phone companies will go through what cable companies went through. People will find a way to essentially whatever the the cut-the-cord version for cell phones would be right? That's going to happen. So now Verizon, surprise, you get your unlimited data back now. It's just like, dude, they just come and go with this stuff. And so like, do I get my, like, I don't know how this works now. I've been, because this is the one thing that really annoys me with cell phone companies. All right. If I'm going to be honest about what really annoys me about them. They treat a customer who comes in there today, a new customer, better than somebody who has been with them 15 years. That's the opposite of how business should work. Part of your business model should be that you treat existing customers so well that that helps bring new customers in. But if they offer you a killer deal to get you to come through the door as a new customer, they don't offer it to me as a guy who's been with them 10 years. That makes no sense. That's not one cell phone company. That's them all.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of companies, though. You know what I mean? Like that, that is. It seems like that's a business plan that exists for a reason and probably because it does bring people in and they know that once they've got you, they kind of have you.
1: So you can get unlimited data plans and it'll cost $80 for unlimited data, calls, and texting. Now, that's what they told me when I walked in there five years ago to get this phone. My bill routinely is 155 a month, even though I'm supposed to pay an $80 flat rate. So, how? I know, dude, a lot of people listen to this radio show. A lot of you guys work for cell phone companies. How is this happening to me? How am I constantly being ripped off every month? It's supposed to be a flat rate. I went in there on one of these flat rate promotions. I've never one time been asked to pay what my cell phone bill was supposed to cost me. Never once. It's routinely triple. It's routinely double. How is this happening? And nobody, and they just do it. And it just, it's, dude, I all I hear about is big banks, big banks, big banks. Big cellular is the next one. I'm over it. We need to create the cord cutting. Dude, these people are just running amok, just doing whatever they want. And do they have us so addicted to these damn things now? Because it's not just calling your mom to tell her you're going to be late. It's not just calling home to find out if you need milk. It's literally everything you do is done with that machine now, and
2: they know it. Knowing that, and I mean, knowing how invaluable it is to your life, do you feel that is it worth the cost at the end of the month, even when you are paying more than what you agreed to or what you expected to? I mean, you keep paying it.
1: I feel like $85 to $100 a month for a cell phone bill is about right. Like the, For everything it does for me, fine. But my bill is routinely three times more than it was supposed to be. Meanwhile, I have Wi-Fi here. I have Wi-Fi at my house. I have Wi-Fi at the second job I have. That's a whole other issue. Don't get me started. I, but I, got, I, I have Wi-Fi everywhere I go. I never go over my data. I, dude, I make about 10 phone calls a month. I have unlimited texting and yet my cell phone bill routinely three times more than it's supposed to be. How could that be? It's because of greed, and it's because of thievery, and I'm telling you, this is the next thing. And so now, what? everybody's mad about data. You're all switching companies, this, and that. Oh, well, we can give you this. Oh, here you go, then. We'll give it back to you. Because you know why? Because companies like this one, like iHeartMedia, figured out a deal with other self. This is why this is happening. Because companies like this one figured out, we'll make your music streaming not count against your data. And that's what they did. And so guess what now? Well, now, yeah, yeah, take all the data you want. That's exactly why that's happening. That's exactly why that's happening. That's happening because another cell phone carrier is the official sponsor of iHeartRadio and the, uh, the, like the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Would just be my guess. As I don't know that to be sure. I shouldn't say that that's exactly why. I would, I would guess that that's why. But I'm begging to know. I'm begging to know what the answer is on why my, my cell phone bill is routinely three times more than the promotional rate that I, than I was told I would have to pay every month throughout the length of my contract. It's routine. It's, I've never been asked to pay the $75 I was told I would have to. Never once. Not even close. It's always at least double. I need an answer on that. I know a lot of you work at cell phone stores. Somebody hit me up and
2: tell me why this is happening. Because you keep paying it? You know what I mean? like, And at that's the end of the day, people are going to charge you as much as you're going to pay if you keep paying it. And if you haven't taken your business elsewhere, I mean, why, what's the incentive for them to stop? And here's the other thing.
1: I've never heard this story. Yeah, I was up for an upgrade, so I just walked in, handed them my phone, and they handed me a brand new phone. Didn't cost me any money. I've never heard anybody with that story.
2: I actually, my girlfriend just had that happen to her when we changed phone providers. Really? We didn't change phone providers. We came on a family plan. She got a free phone. We uh, we eliminated a $100 off of two of our combined efforts there, and it was all through Verizon. So, well, I'll be the first for you.
1: I uh, I have never, I have never, I, I'm, I'm being told that part of my bills for device payment. It isn't. I paid for my device out of pocket up front. Taxes fees and all that other stuff was supposed to be in my one payment that actually was on the sign when I walked in there. Can you hear me now? Cuz I'm furious with you. Seriously. This is the this will be the next cord cutting thing and I can't wait for you to get what's coming to you. I can't wait. We'll close out the program next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sanders show. On Rock 1069 online WRQK.com and again all week we'll have Sammy Hagar tickets for you and charge uh, can charge tickets yeah. versus uh, the Delaware 87ers that game is February 24th we'll have those all week for you as well I believe up at uh, Rock 1069 I'm sorry WRQK.com right now is the information on Casey Stevens the missing girl out of Massillon Ohio so if you need that information you can find it WRQK.com there Dude, I got a little heated during my anti-cell phone company uh, thing there. Dude, It's you know what it was? It's that that, I know I've been double charged like the last couple of months. Right. And it's just underneath my skin. And I'm sure it was just a clerical error. And it's not like, you know, it's not big business conspiring against me to hold me down. I know it's not (laughs) that. I know it's not that. Uh, no, but there
2: is point there of like Well, the man dude, sucks well, Screw the man If you're getting, if you're getting double charged And you, you haven't been charged What you were told you were going to be charged The entire time I, I would no longer do business with that business You know what I mean? Like, take, it, take the Stansberry Show uh, phone To another server or something Maybe I will do that I liked AT&T when I was with him Jordan Spieth has them Got AT&T You got Boost Mobile You got that Walmart phone Whatever that's called There you go. So... You're going to do some last-minute shopping for uh, for Valentine's Day. By last-minute, I mean very half-assed. I, like I said earlier, uh, me and my girlfriend not huge Valentine's Day uh, people. And I know everyone's like, "Well, she says she doesn't want a gift, but you have to get her a gift, and you have to." But when I say that I'm going to go spend less than twenty bucks, I genuinely mean that I'm going to spend less than twenty bucks. I'm not putting much thought into it. It'll probably be like, "All right, well, these seven-dollar flowers, plus this is her favorite candy, and if I grab this, I know she." You know wants is a
1: big deal for most guys. Why is that? Because most guys are crappy boyfriends or husbands all year. Uh, that's so this why. This is their one time it's, a year. So it's like this is like the make good. So of course your wife or your girlfriend wants like an expensive ass gift because you refuse to do the dishes on a like r- random Wednesday. Yeah,
2: because you suck at being a husband and a what provider. What do I say all the time? Yeah, dude, go home and
1: vacuum the living room yeah. twice without her having to ask you. Panties coming off. Dude, oral sex just falls yeah, from the sky when you yeah. make your wife's life easier. That is true. It and is. That's, that's totally true. It's like dude, most guys are a little like a little salty involved. I've been guilty of that. And, uh, and it was, it was years ago where I had a girlfriend say to me, you know, you would be a good boyfriend if you would just be a good boyfriend. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you're, you're not like one of these chain your wife to the, to the stove kind of dudes. Like you're not one of those. So like, just be better. At this, and she kind of had to teach me, like, dude, just open your eyes, see that you could help me.
2: Most dudes don't want to see that, though. Most dudes don't want to accept the shortcomings that they bring to a relationship. And I mean, outside of their penis, because then that's obviously everyone, oh, my penis, my penis, my penis. No, we're talking about what you actually do for your partner, what you actually bring to the table. If your wife comes home to a house clean tonight, I'm telling you right now, tomorrow's going to be the best day of your
1: life. Put the kids in bed. Give them a bath without her having to beg you. Or just her not even asking you because you won't do it. Well, Make you your wife's life easier
2: Because you want A clean kitchen Because you want Kids that are right. in bed It's not because like, Oh hey dude My wife will definitely S my D If I just take care of this Well let's no, be honest That's well, all we all yeah, want Part <laughs> of it But still You should want to Take the trash out too You don't want your gar- You don't want your Kitchen smelling like garbage So take the goddamn trash out And then your wife's Going to have sex with you It's going to be great A clean kitchen You're having great sex and all of a sudden Dude you're not getting A divorce anymore You don't have to Pay Oh her wait her money. a minute it's oh, think gonna be
1: great. We found the flaw In the system oh. there's, there's always a fly the ointment. Always. Man, I got to tell you, I got a pretty progressive view for a guy who's constantly called sexist online. What do you got going on? You going
2: to try to find a Valentine maybe this no, afternoon? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Dude, there's
1: nothing more desperate than somebody who's just trying to cram into bed with somebody <laughs> just, just because <laughs> just because they're sad. Oh my God, this day is like, well, it's either dildos or donuts.
2: Pick which one. You can find Stansberry on all the free dating apps later no. today. Tinder, plenty of fish. Man, match.com, he doesn't care. Here's
1: the thing, man. Again, I have that stuff. I right. talk about this a lot, how I just right. kind of like use it while I'm watching TV. TV. dude those dating sites are the worst they're the worst you're I, now I know some people can find love on that you're not gonna find love on that I don't think so I don't think I will it takes I, I talk about this all the time It takes away the part I like which is making a woman laugh That is literally my favorite thing in the world to do is to make a pretty girl laugh we should try to do it with a radio audience
2: <laughs> we should we should get that
1: on this show No these are due to watch <laughs> wrestling I don't care about making them laugh I like chicks man. We're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock One O six nine. you guys have a fantastic afternoon. See you.
2: This report is brought to you by Vicks, Dayquil, and NyQuil.